following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Welcome back to Gorilla Radio Live, episode 26. 26. That's been, um, we've come a long, long way in such a short period of time. I know. We don't fuck about. No, nah, hard working, hardest working podcasters in the game, yo. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> just an update before we get started. Has your shoes arrived yet? Still in thongs. Still fucking got dirty feet, been walking around in the mud. The update is they're going to be... Um, that Taiwanese kid's wearing the fucking shoes, man. Yeah. They, but they're... What, what are they? What's the style of shoe? They're um, a remake of the 90s Air Max. Okay. So if anyone happens to see... A, Give me your shoes. A box floating around that doesn't look... He like only works at JD Sports and has clearly stolen my shoes. They're thieves, aren't they? I straight up call them out. Fucking JD Sports. Actually, we've got to find out where they are. They're not honouring my not honouring my afterpay. I feel like they've got a. Um, I've I've looked them up. They're not far away. A major warehouse somewhere close. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to have to go postal. I love that saying. Unless the postman stole them. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Just like next time I look out the window and he's wearing some like really mad kicks, sweating in my new shoes. I can tell you that there's um, there's one not far from here. Yeah, I know there's not. <laughs> like 550 metres, but anyway. Well, I'm going to go in there and start busting skulls. I'm cracking skulls. Oh, I'm going to go in there with my nice hat and my creamed corn. <laughs> okay, let's kick the show in the guts. Dance. You feel that? You better hold on. This one's about to get bumpy. I feel like if I had that little bit in the end that can't get done for copyright. <laughs> if you just... Yeah, it's uh, satirical. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Um, we're going to talk about dreams. Dreams. This is an interesting topic you brought up. Yeah. Are you much of a dreamer? I've been called a dreamer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I say? I was trying to think of if there's a song like a lyric dream. about like he's a dreamer. Yeah, is there is. But I couldn't think of the actual song. It's John Lennon. Is it? Imagine. Is it? They say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Ah, yeah. Don't yeah. yeah, you do. Imagine all the people. Yeah, that's so all. the sweat dropped down my balls. Lil John Lennon. <laughs> little, little John Lennon. What the fuck? I'm a clam. Um, yeah, little John Lennon. He, little John um, Lennon. Yeah, you know, they say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. That's the lyrics. I can't go. I, I normally would know, especially because oh. it's. What's like his most famous song? 
Like, I don't even think he did much other work people took notice of, to be honest. Like, oh, don't even get he did. Me he did Imagine, and then yeah, there was that. That was that. What are they, what were they called? The the bugs. Yeah. See, you fucking you fucking with the birdies. You fucking with history now. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll never be another Beatles. No. The Rolling Stones wish they were the Beatles, other than getting shot and killed. Yeah, that that's sort of a bad end, and yeah. you know also. The haircuts. It used to be, when John Lennon died, there used to be a joke going around, how do you get the Beatles together? Three bullets. <laughs> but now we're two down. There's only two left. Another one died? Yeah, George Harrison died of cancer some time back. He um, he actually funded. Yeah, bingo. I was going to say that same thing. One of the... Life of Brian. Life of Brian. Yeah. And he's, he's reasoning for it. So they couldn't get funding. Nope. And then he's like, I'll do it. I'll fund it. It was like two million pounds. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And they were like, why? And he's like, I want to see the movie. Yeah, I like it. And he, <laughs> and he was a fan. He just wanted to see the because they got yeah. given the script. He just wanted to see the movie. He of the Beatles, he was the Beatle that sat in the background. He yeah. was he was quite happy. He owned an island not far from Fiji. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on island. Yeah. He lived a um, well, he lived in a yellow submarine. No, that was Ringo. Oh, okay. Yeah. He lived in a purple U-boat. Yeah. <laughs> he he actually... Yeah, you know, because growing up, like... So the Beatles is my mother's era, and I inherited the Beatles gene, I call it. Did you ever dream of being a Beatle? Oh, yeah, I would love Is that the fantasy? Other than those Scousers. I'm from Liverpool. Fuck yeah. Liverpool. So, yeah, I don't, I don't Outside know. of that. Liverpool, Sydney... Yeah, no, be very different music if they were. Yeah, no, Northwest London. Yeah, and um, I don't even think they. No, not what. Well, sorry, fuck. Wow, I've just upset a lot of people in the UK. Not Northwest London, Northwest England. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's up on the coast. I think you get a ferry across to Northern Ireland. Okay. Yeah, and it's then... not that far, but it's Scousers, Liverpool, fucking. In the football terms, Scum. they're scousers. Yeah, Scummy they're just, ones? Yeah. I follow Tottenham. It's a different yeah. story. It's a different I world. Think, I mean, it's just the Beatles. <sighs> I just do that because I can just see, pushing my I can buttons. see the rage in your face because you're probably one of your top favourite bands there. Yeah, by far. And it's because I, it's like anything. Like, you know, all right, so let, let's go down memory lane. Yeah. Tell me a band that your parents would have listened to that you automatically listened to. That you like. Led Zeppelin. There you go. Yeah. And they're from England. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's the, that's the, if, when you hear good vibes, like I heard a lot of shit music too from my yeah. parents. Yeah, same. But I was introduced to the Beatles. I was mm. introduced to um, the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, Neil Diamond. Yeah. Cat Stevens. Yeah. That's all their era. That's their thing. Really? Th- yeah. So that's I, – I was introduced to <laughs> – the funniest one's Queen, right? Really? I, I thought Queen was like 70s and 80s. Uh, early 70s through. Yeah. yeah. So they're sort of trans – trans. They – yeah, but they – and they had – Yeah, they're trans. Um, they, they had blanks, but here's the funniest part. My dad is the most homophobic person in the world, right? Yeah. Well, that's why you'd listen to Queen because they're all straight men. Yeah, no. He doesn't get <laughs> – 
he doesn't get there's any affiliation with homosexuality. And and according to to his bio, like Frank uh, Fred, Frankie, Freddie says he wasn't gay as much as he was a bi man, right? Whatever, I don't give a fuck. It wasn't gay as much as he was a man who predominantly had sex with other men. Yeah, but he had sex with women first. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and it doesn't makes no difference to me. <laughs> I, don't, I couldn't care less. Yeah, I, I support it. everyone. But my whole man is so homophobic, right? He uses he uses. I almost went into him then. He uses the term <laughs> "oh fucking pofters," right? That's his. You a fan of Elton John? He thinks Elton John's a genius. He thinks mm. Freddie's. He didn't think that Freddie was ever gay. Gay people make the best music. That's just science. Oh, jeez, I doubt that. I, oh, fuck, you're opening a can of worms <laughs> now. I don't but, know boy George doesn't do a good job. A lot of gay artists have been huge. Like, yes. Like a, a statistical anomaly. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, and, and they just make it fabulous. What was funny, right, between the 70s through to uh, into the 2000s, really? We knew they were gay. You just couldn't talk about it. Yeah. Well, look at uh, Ricky Martin. Ugh. Even he didn't come out as gay at first. No. I remember. Here's a funny story about Ricky Martin. I worked with a girl. I'll just say her name's Lucy because that's her name. Okay. And I won't give you a surname, but Lucy went to – she was in love, right? She loved Ricky Martin. She wanted the, the dicky from Ricky. She wanted to see Ricky's dicky. <laughs> she goes to the concert. Comes in to work the next day, and she's an awesome, awesome chick we used to work with. And she comes yeah. in to work the next day, and I go, "How was Ricky Martin?" She goes, "I can tell you, I've got a clit ache." <laughs> I went, "What now?" She goes, "I oh, seriously, I looked at that man. I've got a clit ache." I've never heard that phrase, nor do I particularly want to again. Never heard it before. Never heard it since. A clit ache, but it stuck in my brain. A same. Someone could I say, like, like I'm never going to get that out of my brain. She loved him. She loved. How him. did she go when she found out that? I didn't work with her when she found out he was no, gay. I reckon that would have made him more desirable. To I, I'll turn him. Yeah, so you'd have that too. You would. Yeah. See, I have this thing right where I go, and George Michael was another one, right? Because I thought he was gay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's a good-looking rooster, right? He's yeah. a good-looking motherfucker, and I used to go, was, yeah, well, yeah. But I used to look at these guys, and when they come out, I was like, yeah, I don't care if you're gay. I still like your music. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, that's it, right? But I go, man, that's a waste. Like, because <laughs> you be me and be gay, and I'll be you and get chicks, oh, and I'm yeah. down with that, straight up. Yeah, so. That's um, speaking of of gay men. You ever ever have a wet dream? Not thinking about a gay <laughs> man. It happens to heterosexual men too, by the way. What that they don't that, they, that we have wet dreams. They have wet dreams. Not about other men. <laughs> I was just trying to make a really good segue. It's a good segue in the dreams, though. It is. I, but I didn't know we we're going down the path of wet dreams. <laughs> no, I was, I was just trying to make it as fucked up as possible. That's Tell me about. Dreams. Where, 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 so, so I'll give you the definition first because this was interesting. In case no one knows, if is we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make. So if you've never had a dream, or if you're just like I live two lives, one when I'm asleep. So I think with Instagram, everybody does have dreams because they they pretend to be. I think they have delusions. Yeah, and a friend of mine posted on Twitter recently uh, a woman who has spent the last week. Posting photos of her in Coachella, 
to then come clean and go, I really wasn't in Coachella. I just I actually photoshopped I, them. I read an article about how influencers are ruining Coachella. Yeah. Because there's more people there to take a photo of themselves at an event than there is people to be at the event yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. So they're buying tickets to be seen to be there. Yeah. That's it. So what this woman did, she took photos and then photoshopped them. Like, so she was sitting, in, sitting on the grass and like in an outfit, whatever, and just smiling, waving and just it's empty park. And then she shows the one that she published and it's obviously been photoshopped with the whole Coachella crowd in the background. What a load of shit. Yeah. Why? What has that got to... Because they want to have fake life. Don't... Okay. Before we get into dreams, let, just let me have my social media rant about this, right? All right. I'm getting lost in... And I've spent a lot of time in the last three months since we started doing this podcast. I've been really invested in social media. Yeah. And I've met some wonderful people via social media. Yeah. And I enjoy their company, I enjoy their stories and I'm hoping to do interviews with them. you say company? Company as in, yeah, I'm sharing the whole my life, their life, sending messages, getting to know them. They're aiming to do some interviews at some stage and getting to know these people. Yeah. The other part of it is that you've got these people that are living a fake life. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. There was a girl that I follow on Instagram that – I saw her profile via a dating site and she put her Instagram thing on. So I went, I'll follow her. Now, I'm not a crazy stalker as much as I... Just a stalker. No, no, just observe. Constantly observe and constantly watching people evolve. Well, that's what... The point of social media is sort of to stalk people though. But But it's sort of... It's like making yourself stalkable. Because um, you're advertising your life, you want people to watch your life. You want people to stalk your profile. Yeah. So, so my main purpose is to publish talking about this podcast. Yeah. To get people interested in the podcast, and if they listen and they like it, then they they, they follow and so yeah. on. Um, I have taken obscure photos. I like that. If I go somewhere and I see something obscure, I will take a picture of it. Yeah, like a pigeon with two heads or something. Yeah, I saw that. I would I would take the pigeon, <laughs> but um. I I would, um, but I, I haven't been taking photos of late. Like it, I just really hasn't. With the, but the worst thing is when you when you when you see something absurd, you're usually driving and you can't. Yeah, like you want it, you want to just like oh, it's not going to yeah. happen. Like it's on the side of the road. It's like a, a homeless lady yelling at a second homeless lady. <laughs> you're like, oh, I want to want to well, capture and, that. And yeah, and and I don't do video that well. I'm not really. But like for instance, I, I was driving back from my mum's place. She lives in the country. And there was just this property with two trucks out the front for sale. But it was like us selling cars or someone selling cars. On, but these were huge prime movers sitting yeah. out the front with a sign and I, I, I stopped and took a photo because I just went, that looks pretty cool. Mightn't look cool to anyone else. That's how I use social media. Yeah. Hey, look at these trucks that are for sale. Yeah. like. But it's just on your front lawn. Oh yeah, I'm selling a prime mover. Like it's 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 it's, it's not like seven hundred bucks or near a sofa. It's too casual. Yeah, a sale. Right, do you want to buy a truck and drive across <laughs> Australia to deliver goods? Yeah, I bet you were just driving down here thinking, "Geez, I like that truck." Like, like, it's not like you're selling a Tirana. No, <laughs> it was bizarre. So they're the sorts of shit things that I like to I see. Not shit things. That's sort the of shit. shitty things. That's the shit that I see that I like. on my lawn taking photos of my trucks. Yeah. So what I've been watching is uh, a lot of, particularly with Instagram, a lot of girls that have just recently come out of the uh, Married at First Sight yeah. are hanging on to 
Oh, yeah. Their 15 minutes of fame. And I just wanted to make this video and say thanks for all the people that say all the nice things to me because I really like it. Which, like, three people are like, good tit. And then it comes back with, I just want to say to all those people that say nasty things, I don't know why you want to troll me because you're following me. Like, if you don't like me, then you shouldn't. Like, and it goes on and on and on. Now, I purposely don't, like, I don't add to it. I don't send a message. I but I observe it to go, fuck, like, let it go, get on with your life sort of thing. Yeah. But, but then I see other people that want to share life, parts of their lives and they've got fans and there's people about motivation and there's, there's a girl about, I think her name's Josie and I think her thing might be called Not Fat Josie Now. And it's that she was a big girl and she's trained and she's fit and she posts these things up. This is what I used to look like, whatever, whatever it is. Right? So... There's one in particular that just blows my mind. This is a girl via the dating site. So she's gone on a holiday to Hawaii and she's taking pictures. That's nice. And then she's got someone taking her pictures and she's like, I'm in a cozy here. I'm wearing this. I'm wearing that. And then she shows a video. She's on holidays with her like a 16-year-old son. So she's making her 16-year-old son take pictures of her. Now... Other people that well, while I'm saying it, I can see your face. That's how Make I feel. Make sure you get a good shot of mummy's cleavage, darling. Yes, that's see, that's the. Ugh. So is that going too far, mum? You're showing too much butthole. Yeah, I can. That's just you got a pile. You got a pile sticking out. Uh, just pop it back in. Uh, gross. No, no, but and they that's are just total self obsession. And you know what? They're not. They're not your regular. Bad for this kid who wants to go like. Poke a fish with a stick or something, and do yeah. just like regular, you know, whatever you do on holidays when you're 16 in Hawaii, like throw rocks at trees, and get a massage, have those women in, you know, the, high a surfboard. Uh, yeah, that have those women in like the, you know, they wear like a bush hula um, skirts. Yeah, do the hula away, a whim away thing, and <laughs> <laughs> the hula. Yeah, and like experience some, some guy juggling fire sticks. Yeah. And now I'm not, I'm not. I'm not criticizing or I'm not sending messages going, you freak, blah, blah, blah. What I'm doing is just observation going, is that where social media is going? It's a bit sick. Dude, I've seen women in their 40s and 50s posing like they're in their 20s and wearing inappropriate clothes. Now, again, that's my judgment. I'm just looking going, oh. I don't, like I think the body beautiful in, in 40s and 50s is fantastic. Like it's... Women should never be ashamed yeah. of their bodies. But you can't act like a 20-year-old. Like you go to Coachella and go and look at all the older people that want to be. That's like when you were in the club when you were young and there was like one drunk old person trying to make friends with everyone and you're like, <laughs> go home. This isn't for you. Is it pension day already? <laughs> they're like 38 and they're like, I used to go clubbing in, the, in 1988 and it's like, well... Leave. My ex-wife used to, and her sisters, she's one of five, used to say, didn't matter where you went, didn't matter what pub, what club, there'd always be some old man in the corner with white shoes on. I go, just be wary of old men with white shoes. He's wearing, he's wearing like white Nikes. No, 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 white leather. Denim, white leather shoes. White leather slip-on shoes. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know why. I never heard it until I met her. And then her older sister, one guy in the corner her, with white shoes. Oh, I used to see it. I used Is to see it. Is he a wizard? No. He'd have like slacks on. 
I just like saying slacks. But he have slacks on, and he would have white patent white leather shoes, and you just go on. Oh no! <laughs> so that there has to be a cut off, cut off line. You know what I mean? Like you don't see a yeah, dude. Yeah, act your age. Yeah. Like, but it's it's like, I mean, do what you enjoy. But I. It's not illegal. I doubt that. Like, if you were forty and you're in like a club for twenty year olds, you'd be having fun. Like, I, I don't feel like you'd really be connecting with anyone or enjoying the music or enjoying the people. Like, I think you'd just, you'd fucking be like, oh, this is gross. Yeah, but so they do it too. This is the whole thing. But it's like. Just embrace you, yourself and your position. Uh, yeah, and I think there needs to be a cutoff. So I think they're dreamers. This is where – nice segue. Mm. But this is where I talk about Swish. with with the social media. The social media. Yeah. Is that where the gays on the social media? <laughs> That's where the gay and the Facebook live. Uh, I'm on the Facebook. I played Bejeweled Blitz. But this is like where – Alan Jones. Well, this is where the social media is that is – are, they, are these people dreaming? Because like, age should never stop you from doing what you want to do. Right? Don't get me wrong. I'm not an ageist. Give it to me. It should stop some people from doing some things. But th- there's got to be. There's like a limit to certain things. Like I don't think someone who's like 60 should be dressing like the, the, the modern. Trying to be 20s. It doesn't look right. No. It doesn't. And it's not to say. In your own home, with your own, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But when you start putting it on social media and like, oh, I've seen some really inappropriate. Now, don't get me wrong because there's plenty of inappropriate men out there that say inappropriate things to women and slide into their DMs inappropriately. I like the ones that don't even slide into the DMs. They're just like straight up commenting just under a photo for everyone to see like, you have the nicest cleavage I've seen. Mm. It, oh, I'd like to snuggle oh. with you. Oh, you're such. And then, oh, they try to be like not creepy. You have nice teeth. <laughs> oh, I really like your ears. <laughs> Show me your feet. Oh. <laughs> it's just so, yeah. There it, is. There is. But they're just like eh, creeps. So are they dreamers? Are they? Yeah, I think they're they're dreaming. I think there are. Or is it? Are they? Is their reality mixed up with their dreams? I think that they. I think the, the concept, like especially on mainstream fo- social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pornhub, that yeah, the anonymity is lessened. Yeah, and there's a, a a lot of people who still think they're quite anonymous. They still think that like. What they are on social media and who they are in real life, like they're they're on Facebook going, oh, that's you're very pretty, and oh, I'd like to, and 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 then walking around like in the office, and everyone's like, yeah, we've seen what you what you wrote on that w- woman's photo, John. Yeah, like 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 there's and I, that, uh, it's creepy, and, it's, and and there is a fine line. Now I don't know if I've used this example. I can't remember if I've told you the story. Um, and I can't remember how I came to follow this. Lady, she's a entertainer, a singer. Yeah, which I didn't know at the time. Big singer, small singer. Um, I know she's not like she's not popping out hits, but she's part of a show that does like club gigs every every other week. Like she's okay, she's yeah. always doing something. And I've only heard little fractions of a sing because it's Instagram, right? So I'm a fan. You get like what thirty seconds a minute, maybe oh, whatever it is. And I don't know how I came across her. Um, 
profile. Yeah. And I think it might have been via the dating site and this is what it was. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It just so happens that one day I was uh, – I think I'd been studying and I took a break and I went to the shops. And I saw her with her mum and dad, right, who are older. She's similar age. Yeah. I'll probably be younger than me anyway. Um, not inappropriately. And she's a very pretty lady, right? And Did I you s- say that to her out loud? <laughs> hey, you're a pretty lady. She wouldn't have heard me. I was standing behind the trees. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, no. I up, just, in the, up in, up in the, the branches. But you, but you know when you see someone and then you see them in person and you go, fuck, your photos don't do you any justice, right? Yeah. Like she was stunning. Like me. So <laughs> exactly, exactly like you, right? Except a female, right? Yeah, because people say, man, like your photos don't do you any justice because I thought you were a six foot tall black man. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. And then they see me and they're like, I didn't know you were seven foot. Yeah. <laughs> so she, so I've, I've seen her, right? And I went, oh, wow, that's blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to mention her name. Lady. Give yeah. her a name. Lady. And um, so anyway, I thought about it and I was like really creeped out. I was creeping myself out. Later on, like I went back to study and I went. What did you do? I'd send her a message. Just wank is just so no. inappropriate now. No, I didn't. So you sent her a message. I did send her a message. But what was the message? And I did say, not, of course, I said, not to sound like a creepy dude. Oh, that's how you sound exactly like a creepy dude. Followed by in brackets, that's exactly what a creepy dude would say, right? That's even creepier. No. You're only amplifying. But you've got to remember, this is me. I can't be anyone else. Yeah, no. I can't lay it just, on. It, the thing is, when it comes in text, it just... Because yeah. they're not reading it as, as you. They're reading it as just like yeah. creepy internet man 33. That's how I felt. Yeah, for sure you would. But, I, but and I, what it was so was what a you say, oh, I saw you. Yeah, yeah. I actually, and I said, I saw you with your parents. It was just funny. I was in between studying and um, it's funny when you see someone on social media and then when you see them in person. I said, your photos don't do you any justice. You're very beautiful, blah, blah. Now, she was very, very cool about it and went, I know that's cool. Look, she goes, Oh, you should have probably come up and said hello, or whatever it was. And she said, Okay, I wasn't wearing pants. <laughs> My point was, I wasn't being creepy. Yeah. And I wanted to pass that on. Now, that could have been mistaken for if, if she wasn't of the mindset of who she is, yeah. right? And I don't know her personally. So I'm not going to pretend that I do. I'm not one of these, oh, she's my friend, she's my friend. No. You're my friend on the internet. Do you want to <laughs> hang out? <laughs> it's, it's she. She's just an honest person. Yeah. And she's down to earth, right? But if she was not that... She could easily freak out. She'd be like, what the fuck? Now, I don't think for one minute... And I'm going to tell you, she's a very attractive woman, What you've got to do is reassure her you're not a creep. You should tell her her license plate numbers. (laughs) I don't know. And I don't... I don't... (laughs) No. (laughs) I, I, I... I, I don't stalk her, but what I'm saying yeah, is... Yeah, no, it's a coincidence that that, ha- that you saw them. Yeah. That's but f- it. But for... And, and there's, there's other... There's other... There's actually other... She, one of the guys that she sings with I went to school with. But I didn't know that until I saw the photos and I went, oh, I can't tell her that because that sounds creepy. You're getting slow. I went to school with a bloke you sing with. No, I can't do it. Been hanging can't out with your it. dad. And yeah, then you can't do it. Sort of like, do you want a, so, share, do you want a half a sandwich? No. And then now it's like... Um, she likes things that we post for the podcast. I don't know if she listens or not. 
I like photos of her singing, blah, blah. But th- there's, that's the social media part of that's just being nice. Good people, nice people, right? Here, I'll give you another example on Twitter. There's a friend of mine who lives in Perth. I say friend. She's an internet friend. Yeah. And she uh, got a new dog the other day. And this is an awesome dog. It's got, it's got Staffy. I don't know what else. But it's that brindle, right? Yeah. And it's got completely white paws. Oh, no. It's got like gloves it's, on. Yeah, like it's wearing gloves. Like a butler dog. Oh, it's awesome. Awesome. It's a cute dog. And she I would said, name that dog Jeeves. That's a girl. I would name that dog Jeeves. <laughs> and she was looking for a name. And another friend from Twitter posted a list of these are names that are popular. And I've looked at the list and went, oh, Layla. I love that name. I actually think I knew someone who had a dog named Layla. Yeah, it's a cool name, isn't it? It's a dog name as well. Yeah. Well, she had other names picked and then she went, uh, and she sends me a message. She goes, oh, fuck you. You've actually made me, I can't stop thinking about Layla. She's called the dog Layla, right? Yeah. This is the world that happens on social media. That's good. Yeah, that's positive. It's nice. It's people chatting. It's people getting to know each other. It's, it's a positive thing. I've got a friend in England who she thinks she's a crazy psychopath, which she's not. She's funny as fuck. Yeah. And, and we talk about stuff, right? So yeah, and that's, that's, that's the good the part. The point of it is it's these people aren't dreamers. genuine connection. They're not trying to be fake. They're not no, and, and that's it. And you can just have a conversation with them and it's like this, you know, it's just like a, a bar but on the internet in the world. So you're just encountering people it's and crazy. their lives. And, yeah. And, you know, you start off, like so they say something, oh, I saw a dog and it had a hat on. You're like, fuck, should have taken a photo. I uh, would have GPS tracked you. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it starts off small things like, you know, yeah. common factors like, I like water, me too. And then... <laughs> <laughs> then, I love where your head goes and on they, stuff like this. But then they get more, yeah. I, I suppose, sort of intimate when you can commu- communicate with them more. And then, and then they're talking about, you know, like, oh, my dad's sick, and you're like, kill him with a pillow, and <laughs> then you send her all your money because you thought she was a Nigerian prince. Prince, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, but I haven't had. But you, you start off on very yeah. common, very. Um, innocuous subjects that you talk about and then it might drive the conversation into something more intimate, something more personal and actually getting to know them yeah. on that level. And and like that's well, that's how you meet a person. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just happening online. It's, yeah. It'd be like if, you know, you went to uh, a bar and you said, oh, hey, I really like um, the, the colour of your nails. Oh, thanks. So I had them done. And, and then it works. It's, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's just... They could be anywhere in the world. That's exactly right. And and there, there was a stigma. But, then, but it's not – yeah, yeah, I think that's very much broken down. Well, it's getting there. But there was a stigma attached to it that I used to see on dating sites yeah. when I was dating where they would say – the girls like in their profile would say, oh, if we, if we meet and we click and we, and we tell, any other, tell anyone, we'll tell them that we met at such and such. Because they didn't want to have that association yeah. of we met via the net. I know people who have been in relationships now for years. Yeah. Who were like say five years, four years. And it's only, like, only quite recently that I've gone, wait, how did you meet? And, yeah. and because now they've been together long. But I remember further down the line, he's like, oh, yeah, I met a friend and she's like, yeah, sorry, I'm going to train. And yeah. Like really, they, get, they give really vague answers and it's just like, I don't know, I think they met on a train. And then later on they're like, oh yeah, we met on Tinder, fucking... But they didn't want to say Okay, it. yeah, because it was considered weird. Yeah. Now I don't think as much anymore. 
No, I think it's got past it. Just on the train thing. My brother met his wife on a train. Yeah? Was actually, she driving it? No. I'll actually say <laughs> she met him. Yeah? Yeah. Because my brother was a bit shy. Because he was standing on the tracks and she... <laughs> she No, no. She, he was shy and they used to make eye contact. So they caught the same train every day? Yeah, every day. And they would make <laughs> eye contact. And, and, and it wasn't until Nat actually went over in front of my brother and went... Stop fucking staring at me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, don't touch yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> but that's yeah. That's, that's a that's a. a I got, I got people a mate. meet people in all places. I had a mate who, although he's in a different job now, he'd, he'd take the train from. It was a two-hour train ride to work every day, and he made a friend, and they played Game Boys together. Get out of town. Yeah, they just like they were. One guy was playing a game on a phone. He's like, oh, I didn't know that game was on phone. And then like they became friends, and then they would play the game together. But they weren't playing with each other. Like, I just sit next to each other playing. Oh, yeah, they used to wank each other off on a no, train no, no, every day. No, no. Yeah, well, the, no, because it was an online game. Sorry, it wasn't on Game Boy, but it was like on the phone. Get fucked. It's a RuneScape. Yeah, right. Um, and he was like, hey, I didn't, because you'd see him every day. It's like that story, and it sort of circulated the internet is, and this person's like, I catch the train every day, and I see the same person. I never, never say anything to him. It's an old Indian man, and then one, I was sick the other day, and then I got on, and he goes, where were you the other day? I missed you. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like, I don't know you, but we both know we don't know each other. So why, why, do, why is society getting caught up and that's not cool? Because um, that's a nice thing. I don't know. I, 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 I think the best phrase I've ever heard of that is with computers and that is we're all miles apart within a few kilometers. Yeah. As we're all here and I don't know, we've replaced connectivity. You know, it's almost swapping. Like it's weird to, you ever talk to someone in public that you don't know? I do all the time. Yeah, well, but, Clove, fully clothed too. <laughs> no, but sometimes you're like, why is this person talking to me? But it's Yet generally I would talk it's to a stranger. Oh, well, that's it. Old people yeah. have that. You ever go? You go up to a bar, and you're ordering a drink, and they're ordering a drink, and then it's almost guaranteed that you're gonna have some form of a conversation. Yeah. And I see young blokes do it, and they're like, oh, what the fuck are you? What? What? Yeah, but they'll yeah, still yeah. talk to. A, but see, your generation don't. You're you're quite different from your generation because you will have that conversation. I won't start it though. Oh, no. I will. Yeah, you will. But not like all the time. Sometimes I just want to go to the bar and get a drink. Yeah. But like if I say, so I look, like the weirdest one is when you look at, you just look at them because you want to, you're standing next to a person. You're going to be like, who are you? I'm standing next to. Yeah. It's genuine human curiosity. And you look at them and they look at you because they're thinking the same thing. They're like, well, who are you? And then it's weird when neither of you say anything and just like, hey, all right. But it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird to yeah. not say anything. Yeah. It's yeah, less yeah. weird if you go, there you go, mate. Yeah, not bad. Fucking. Yeah. See, and right there, what you say right there is very unique to Australia, obviously because it's our lingo. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I said that in Japan, he'd probably just bow. He'd be like, "What? There you go, mate. Oh, domo arigato. What? What is this fucker say? Domo arigato, Mister Roboto. Yeah, but it's g'day, mate. Or hey, hey, young. Like my dad's. My hey, dad's. Young. That's my dad. Is just one word. Hey, young, mate. That's his one. And. It's actually just a bunch of vowels. And, and yeah, mate. I used to be embarrassed by it. Yeah, mate. I truly did. I was embarrassed. Like, oh, for fuck's sake, will you open your mouth when you talk? Like, just. No, so he's not closing it. It's just staying over. Yeah, mate. That's it. One word. But that's one of the things I like about my dad is that that's who he is. And he used to be, my dad will talk to anyone. Yeah. Literally will talk to fucking anyone. He's up the front of the bus talking to the driver. No, he? he's not that dude. No, no, no. I, but he is, he, we wouldn't say it now, but, and his PC within, like he's not, 
he can be as rude and blunt as fuck, right? And he might yeah. talk about someone in a very, very horrible way. But in public, he's he's controlled, he's checked. He's got that, yeah. Like he would say in the old days, he'd say, G'day, sweetheart, or hey, young darling. You can't say that anymore. So he's checked himself. I, don't get me wrong, I don't disagree with it. I don't agree with the mentality. What's going on, sweet tits? <laughs> but he's checked himself. G'day, love, how are you? you know, like, yeah, that he's realised that people might take offence to certain because phrases. Because it's this PC shit, right? Because you know what? You want to get. I don't like when anyone calls me darling. I just don't like it. And Damn. it's not even, the sounds like, hey, go on, Dale. Don't fucking call me that. I just don't like that phrase. Dale. I get Dale. I get dull. It's old women, old white women will say, I don't like How it. How are you, Dale? I, I just don't like it. Like, I don't even know what it is about it that I don't like. Do you swim with? None like, of your fucking business. Hey, go on, Dale. Hey, Dale. No, don't. Just yeah. fucking hey. Or I just hate that word. Yeah. I don't like it. So what if they say, hey, don't, you go on. And then I have a breakdown and I yell at them and tell them they're <laughs> offensive. What about, here you go? Hey, go on. So to many overseas listeners that listen to this, they're not hearing. Well, if you're in like England, you say, uh, how do you do? No, all right, they say. Hello, how do you do? And no, then no. They, they, they wave by turning their hand, pivoting on their wrist. <laughs> they're not all royals. <laughs> That's how they, how do you do, sir? It's always a, a f- pint of your finest lager barkeep. That's how they talk. Uh, they don't. But what they and do say. if you're from America, you just say yeehaw. What they say, and I still don't get it, right? So as much as we go with Eon, yeah, and then people people still listen and go, what is he saying? How are you going? Yeah, exactly. Hang on. Eon. Hang on. They say, all right, mate. See, to me, that'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. What the fuck's your problem? Like, it seems aggressive. It seems like they want to fight. You're right, mate? You're all right? You got a problem? No, it's complimentary. All right, mate. In... Would be like, do you have a problem? Yeah, is everything all right, yeah. or is we're gonna have a, a, a good old a bound of fisty cuffs? Yeah, we're gonna get it on. You're right, mate. You fucking fuck off. Yeah, no, it's all right, mate. Yeah, all right, Gil. You know what I like is I've noticed when people ask people for cigarettes, they don't make eye contact when they say no. Oh, really? Look away. Although I do have a friend who told an Indian guy to fuck off, and what the fuck's wrong with you the other day? That was good. Because he asked for a cigarette. Yeah, did you have a cigarette? Goes, Fuck off. What the fuck's wrong with you? I, <laughs> no, I don't smoke aggressive. anymore, right? I'm, I'm eight, eight years clean. Yeah. I would, in this day and age, at the price of cigarettes, and I'm not a miserable person, I would be just about to give him a lecture and go, do you actually know the cost of cigarettes? Yeah. Because you don't have a packet. I ignore people when they ask me. Because you don't can't afford it. I don't think you should be smoking. There you go. You're not the worst. Public is. service announcement. People... Some people get it and they'll offer you five bucks for a dart because they're idiots. But people go, oh, can I give you a dollar for a cigarette? It's like, what the fuck makes you think I'm going to sell these for below cost? <laughs> Do you know the markup on these fucking <laughs> things? <laughs> they're like a dollar twenty-five a cigarette. You're going to give me a dollar. Fuck you too or piss off. Do, you, do the people ask? Is yeah. That, of course they do. Off. Of course people ask for cigarettes. Like randoms. Yeah. I would ask it mates hasn't changed. back in the day. Mates is different. Back in but the day. Like, it, people haven't scumbags and bludgers still exist. I can't get over them. Yeah, you got to smoke. Yeah, I do. I've got fucking twenty five of them. Bought yeah. them for myself, and I'm gonna. I'm like, gonna smoke the fuck you, out of them. So you got a spare smoke? Now these are these are taken. <laughs> They're not yeah, spare. Oh yeah, I've got these ones, and it's just for anyone, and these are for me. I just let me check. Hang on. Uh, I've left the spare ones at home. You know what I like is when people ask you for money, but they ask you for larger denominations than you would ever give. 
Like, if you got $5 I could borrow? And it's like, what? No, fuck off. Ask five people for $1. Do some work. <laughs> yeah. I, well, here's the thing. Why are they borrowing it? You're never going to say it again. <laughs> Can I borrow some money? Yeah. Um, bank transfer. Yeah. Like what? We're going to sign the contract? Yeah. You don't borrow money from the bank and then they're like, can we have that money back? I said, no, I borrowed it. Yeah. It's mine now. Can I borrow five bucks? Well, well I'm just going to let you know. People go, can I borrow a smoke? It's like you're going to exhale the fucking shit back into the <laughs> packet. No, go away. Be gone. I, honestly, I'm, I know I'm naive to this fact, but I, I feel that... Well, the other thing is I work in pubs. I, I, I see it. Yeah. Like even I, I go to pubs, but I also work in pubs. Yeah. I actually have to shoo people off for asking for cigarettes and money in pubs. Really? Oh, yeah. Because just... Next one, next one, next one. So they just constantly there, harassing patients. There's a patrons. customer we've recently, I've recently been informed is barred for going up, for doing their money on the pokies, going up, going, oh, can I borrow 10 bucks for a cab? And someone's what? done it. And then they've just taken the money and walked straight over to a poker machine and put it in. Fuck. And then they've come up and go, this person's just asked me for money. And then we go, <laughs> but like, can I borrow? Can I borrow money for a cab? One, no. Two, fuck off. Mm. But then, like, someone's gone. All right, I'm going to do this. My good deed for the day. Here's my karma. Like, you know, gives them the money, and then they just walk over to a poker machine and just go ah, tick tick. It's ridiculous. Do you, do you, here's here's the issue. So they buy, come over and borrow ten. Yeah. They put it in. They win a hundred. Do you reckon they're going to come back and give you that ten back? No, because if they're that desperate, they're going to play that hundred down to zero. Yeah. They're not going to take out. That's. That's the fucking disease, but... That's fucking addiction. It's, they're dreamers. They are dreamers. Perfect segue. 100%. So, let me give you the definition of dreamers. Yes. Not dreamers, dream. A dream is a succession of images, ideas, emotions and sensations that usually occur involuntary in the mind during certain stages of sleep. The content and purpose of the dreams are not fully understood, although they have... Been a topic of scientific, scientific, physiological, physiological, physiological. No, psychological, archaeological. Yes, and religious <laughs> interest. I'm looking at it, going, I just can't get it out. What spell it out? No, it's been a big P H Y. Anyway, let's get kicked. S L religious. Interests throughout recorded history. I don't know why they get religious in there. I think that's fucking shit. I think that what most people attribute to anything to is religion. Philosophical is what it was. Philosophical. Yeah. So scientific, yeah. philosophical. I, I was looking at it, I just couldn't read it. Fair and right. religious interests throughout recorded history. Dream interpretation is an attempt at drawing meaning from dreams and searching for an under, underlying message. The scientific study of dreams is called. Now, this one's got me. Oneriology. No, Orneology? Or is that birds? No, Oneria. I don't know how Spell that one out just for this. I don't know that word. I've never heard it. Uh, I'm just trying to find someone to say it for me. Anyway. So, Oneology or Oneriology or. Yeah, on, on, Oneriology. One, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oneriology. So, it's a study of scientific study of dreams. Right, so this is a, trying to find correlation. Um, I used to probably remember dreams when I was younger. Yeah. I think I have periods of 
mental exhaustion where I just don't I, I can't remember them. Obviously, I dream. We all dream. Yeah. And I can't remember them. But I have ones that have come back reoccurring. Yeah. Um, and there's like an anxiety type dream where, and I've had this since I was a kid, where I'm in a room and there's like a big ball and the ball just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and it's like it's pushing me into the corner of the room. Yeah. To the point until I wake up. Yeah. That's like a, like, that's a really. I've had that since I was a kid. And I think if I spoke to someone, there'd probably be thousands of people that have a similar thing. Yeah, no, like that's a really, like some dreams are really um, all over the shop, like mine. Like, I, you know, I could be doing one thing and I turn around and I'm doing a completely different thing. Yeah. But that's like a really, um, oh, no, that's, that's, that's a, like some shit you'd see in a movie. Yeah. It's it, it literally. And you I don't it's got know. to do with stress or <sighs> pressure. You know what? I you really. my balls. I really should have done the research on it. Uh, I, it's probably like, does it come at certain periods of life? Uh, I wouldn't say I haven't taken note. That's the truth. Oh, okay. I really should have taken note. But I know it's been happening since I was a kid. Yeah. And uh, it's happened. I've been living in this premises now for just over a year. I think it's yeah. happened once or twice here. Just big ball, gets bigger. It's like the room. It feels like the room's getting smaller because of this ball and it's like the ball I'm playing with is friendly. Like it's uh, it's like a – you know those gym balls that you do sit-ups on? Yeah, and yeah. It's well, that Like style. an exercise ball. Yeah, but it's like spongy inside yeah. and then it just literally takes up the volume of the room and I'm getting pushed to the corner becoming claustrophobic to the point that I wake up. And then I normally go and have a wee because that's unusual. And, um, <laughs> and then I go, oh, I don't want to dream about that. I don't want to dream about that. And then I'm out. Um, yeah. That's like a really like basic psychological sounding thing. And that's the point. Like that's my, why I should My dreams know. are usually like you're on a building. Now you're in a river. Now you're James Franco. Like there's <laughs> you, sound fucking- like, you sound like you're the guy from the old Spice ad. <laughs> Look at me. Look, Look at, at him. <laughs> <laughs> look at me, look at him. Now you're an old lady. Look at yourself. Now you're a cow. Look up, look down. Now you're flying. Yeah, I get like really, I get mad like detailed dreams. Like a whole story will happen in a dream. Yeah. But then I'll just get weird ones. It's like nothing makes sense. And then I wake up and I'm like, ah, oh, that sucked. To, I'm just I'm looking up your, the meaning of your dreams, that's all. Do you ever have, um, not so much just the reoccurring dream, but... Um, a dream that seems so real and there's someone in it, yet when they turn around, they're faceless? Have no. Okay, I get that. I, for me, so there's a thing with dreams where faces aren't really good in dreams. That you can seldom remember a detailed face in a dream. They always almost look peripheral. Okay. There's certain things your brain's not good at. Yeah. This is like people who learn to lucid dream. One of the ways that they can tell whether they're in a dream is to look in a mirror in the dream. Oh. Because your brain, you, you'll look different. Your brain can't really, it sucks at processing faces. And that's just a scientific thing. Like our brains really suck at faces. Yeah, okay. Um, so, and in dreams, one, like you can't, they reckon you can't imagine a new face. You can't. you can't invent a new person in your dream. They always are someone you've already encountered. Ah, okay. Okay. 
so the facing is pretty common to not be able to really for me it it for me it's never like directly looking in someone's face they always just seem like peripheral yeah like very lacking in details but it's yeah seldom like directly staring at someone i also get the other thing like where i'll become someone else in a dream who's already in part of the story the character transfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd be like, I'll, I'll, like, it'll be, you know, I'm doing my thing and then something happens to someone else and then I'm that person. Are so, you, and you're like looking at yourself. No, like they just just swap. Now I'm them. Okay. Like them okay. is me. Like, like it's just, it's like fucking, yeah. Okay. I wonder what that, how we break that down. I don't know. It'd, it'd be interesting to talk to someone who claims to be a dream expert. See, See, my theory on dreams is pretty simple. Most of the time when you dream about something, most of the time, it's shit that's happened to you recently. And I really think it's your brain just defragging and putting things, transferring things from short-term to long-term memory. Yeah. And because our brain's really good at picking up on things, like some of those signals sort of go into the part of your brain that processes images, sounds, and all that. And it's just picking up background noise of your brain sort of cataloging your experiences. And so all I reckon it is. So so what what would your spin be on deja vu? That's weird. See, I don't know cuz I get really strong senses of deja vu when it happens. Yeah. So scientifically I know that they think your brain falls out of sync with picking up information and it stores it in your short-term memory while the other part of your brain still processes it as a current, as a happening event. Okay. And so that you feel like you remember what's happened because your brain's just that bit out of sync and has already stored the same event as happening, as happened. So it feels like, oh, it feels like this has happened before because your brain's like, yeah, literally just now I put it in a box. That to me is the best explanation. So... So how would you explain Like I've had situations where Like I pull up Say I pull up in the car Yeah And someone comes walking out across the road And I go Fuck I've seen this before Yeah I know the exact same feeling Yeah How do you Because I would love deja vu about like lotto numbers well, the thing is you can never really predict what's about to happen. It just feels like it's happened before. Yeah. You can't call the next step. So that's what makes me believe that it's like your brain is falling out of sync and measuring the same event twice. Because your brain's really quick at picking up delay. That's why we get things like sound shadow. Is you can tell where sound comes from because of which ear picks it up first. Yeah. Like your brain is that quick at processing oh, information. Absolutely. 100%. So if it's like double... like left and right or up and down or two bits of your brain of your visual cortex or something is processing that information at the same time. Yeah, but what, but what leads like, you to believe that you've felt this happen before when it clearly hasn't happened before? Because it's like a nanosecond out where it's measuring the same event twice. So it uh, sees okay. it, stores it as a memory, sees it, goes to memory and it's like, I feel like this has happened before because you've just stored it as a memory. Just okay. that, that little bit out of touch. Yeah, yeah. So that you're going, well, this has just happened. I'm so going to read up about deja vu on the but, weekend. I mean, like it's a difficult thing to study as well, I think, because you can't induce it. 
No. And, and like, why does it occur at certain times and not others? Like, that's okay, definitely, clearly. I don't, I don't believe in anything superstitious enough. Unless we're all in a big simulation, that'd explain it all. Matrix is a bit. Do you think the because that's literally the explanation in the Matrix? Yeah, deja vu is a glitch in the Matrix. Someone's yeah. fucking with it. So if it's not that, I think it's just your brain doing a thing. Yeah, I don't <laughs> go with the Matrix, but there's like been... I don't think it's something external. I think it's all internally in your head. Yeah. That's like when people take hallucinogens and they go, I saw God. It's like, no, I think you think you saw God. But nothing, I don't think it's an external connection or anything. I where think it's he? just internally you had this experience. Where, where was he? Oh, he was fucking riding a moped. He had a pizza as well. Maybe it was a Domino's worker. Acid's funny. With a dress and sandals <laughs> and a bead. Yeah, and he was like doing a really big clap where he had his arms out wide. So this is interesting. This and this uh, this is off a dream dictionary, mm. and this is talking. Yeah, we can, like, you can just write our own dream dictionary. Well, and post it. Wait, I saw a dog. Did, what does that mean? Up? You're gay. All right. So <laughs> let's start with alcohol. Yeah. Beer, wine, and liquor. Now, I don't know how you measure this or justify it. Dreaming of drinking beer, wine, etc. in moderation under happy circumstances. With friends and at a party, etc. That's pretty much setting the scene. Like that's oh, providing you were doing these things. <laughs> indicates that success lies ahead. Why the fuck would that? Me- that's so horoscope. Yeah, exactly. That's so horoscope bullshit. See, this isn't someone interpreting common common things. That this is uh, this is what it meant. It's like reading your palm. And then follows it up with because. That means, you know, success. Success lies ahead if you're drinking beer at a party. However, throw the however in. This is like, have you ever, I don't know if you've ever read medication, um, paperwork that comes with medication. Using this product could give you diarrhea. Using this product could give you constipation. <laughs> oh, make up your fucking mind. Using this, do- this could actually make you, <laughs> you're looking at it, it's like stool softener. Yeah. <laughs> however, in any dream of alcohol, there is always the underlying warning that excesses can lead to trouble. Ooh. Wow, that was really intelligent. Yeah. I don't like this dream dictionary. I was hoping for something that's like, if you see an eagle, usually it means that like <laughs> this, your, your neck hurts or something. <laughs> like the, There's, a, there's an, a thing they did a couple of years ago where they basically showed like a lot of people the same images. Yep. And then they measured the brainwave from perceiving that image. Yep. And if everyone looks at a dog and their brain does the same thing, it's like when your brain does that, it means dog. Yeah, right. Okay. And then they, they got this and then they strapped it to someone's head and let them dream. And then it was in the Google and it literally, like, so they put them to sleep, they had a dream and then this thing recorded all these brain patterns. Dog. And went, oh, there was a dog in a dream. Oh, yeah. there was a, uh, a house in a dream. And actually uh, okay. sort of gave them like a, a really baseline replay of the dream they had. Yeah. I don't know if they were like, yeah, that's what happened. There was a dog in a house. <laughs> but, but I feel so, like I'm going to go to bed tonight and go. There's a dog in a house. and dream about a dog in a house. Dog in a house and spoon in a bowl. Actually, <laughs> and that's funny you say that because I've had a dream. This is a true story. About a dog in a house. Yes, but it was on the back of I listened to a podcast 
um, which you may have heard of called Shit Town, S Town. Okay, it's done by the guys that do Serial. Um, I forget the name of the company that does it, but the podcast talks about it and this guy's had a house and then off the house he had a dog, another house, but for the dogs, but a smaller one. A dog house? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I thought, and, th- and that was it, but I've had a dream, and this is only a couple of nights ago, and it, you saying that has prompted it. Now you're going to have a dream about it. I, but I've had a dream about... That's a really cool idea if you've got dogs. You just build not a full-size fucking house, but you build a house that dogs not, – not your kennel. You know what I mean? A bit of a bigger – like a big kennel. Yeah, like a big kennel with a an actual rooms in, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they can put dog beds inside it and stuff. Yeah. But it makes them feel like it's their house. Yeah, it was a dream, dude. It was a dream. The dog's coming home pissed <laughs> and he's trying to get the keys in the door. And he goes in and his wife's dog's going, oh, roo, roo, roo. and he's like, it's only six o'clock. And <laughs> yes. yes, I'll put They're the just... bin out later. <laughs> Where's you've burnt the casserole again. Rah! And he says, and she says, well, fuck it. You're sleeping out on the veranda. And there's a little veranda where they can sleep. <laughs> he comes in and there's a dog fucking another dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> Why? It was a dream. Yeah. So Actually. what was your dream? Your dream was there was dogs, a small I, dog house. I, no, no. I, got, I, I built a dog house. Oh, that's mad. But it was full. See, I like, I like dreams where you achieve something. Okay. Now, here we go. According to the dream dictionary, dog, <laughs> one, love, loyal, devotion, obedience. So they're just words that we relate to dogs. Two, strength. Dog, what if it's a poodle? A challenge coming up and the ability to meet it. But Three, this is horoscope shit. Sometimes in a dreamer's life is proving to be a dog, meaning less than desirable. They're just covering all bases. Yeah. Like I don't. I think if I saw a dog in a dream, it'd mean, you know, that's some normal shit because I like dogs. <laughs> like... There's a dog in my dream, so now I'm going to have to build a fence. Like, there's no correlation. So tell, tell me about a dream of yours, and we'll, we'll find a decent one. Okay. Um, a recent dream I had was it was my grandmother's house. Yeah. But it was... Because I don't know what you call them, demountable. A house was demountable. It had, like, the old school... Oh, you just had exposed... Um it was, on fa- it was on foundation. Yeah. It was like that, except the foundation's wire and there was a second ro- like the second floor under it. So second level. So her her house is up one. The 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 only level was now the second level and then there was a first level and it was on fire. Oh. And we were putting it out. Now this is a different this is a psychologist view. Dream psychology and interpretation. Interpretation. Okay. Are we going to say fire? Is that what's more fire, appropriate? Fire, fire, everything was dead. Because we'd put out like, you know, a bit of fire and then something else would just catch on fire. Like you'd put the fridge out and like the <laughs> lounge would light. <laughs> what? I just, like, yeah, we put that out and fuck, something else caught on fire. Yeah, well, that's like how firemen live their life. Huh? We put out a bit of fire and then there was a bit more fire. That's true, isn't it? Like, oh, uh, no. How much fire did you put out today? Oh, I put out a bit of fire. <laughs> you know, there was a car on fire, so we put that out. And then you know, there was a lounge on fire. 
Then there was a house on fire, but we didn't put that out because it burned down. So we put down, we put out the burned down house, but we didn't put down. I feel that. Um, I feel that. Um, Never-ending fire. Yeah, uh, is every fireman's nightmare. <laughs> like when they 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 wake up, sit bolt upright. What happened? I couldn't put the fire out. It just wouldn't stop. I feel like that's what they. That's yeah, the ultimate that, that would be is. for sure. Fuck yeah! Like you know, I think. See, I don't live in. I don't work a challenging job. Like never-ending customers, maybe. Never-ending story. <laughs> never-ending shift would be like mine. It'd be like a Groundhog Day. But then firemen enjoy trying to put out fire. So on never-ending fire, they'd be like, "It's had the best dream." Why? What happened? I was putting out so much fire. There was like heaps of fire, but we had heaps of water. So it was just heaps of putting out fire. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Like <laughs> outside of pumping water out of anything, you've got a truck that's full of water. You see that video's going around of that fucking poor fireman? No. And he's gone to, you know, the uh, fire hydrants, like those tea, those, yeah. I might have been in America, but he's like put the thing on and it's come off and it's just fucking hit him with the stream. Yeah. And it's launched him into a pole. Yeah. And they've come out and said he's fine. But fuck me. It was like he what just... What a precious crazy, man. It was like he just opened a waterfall. Like yeah. it was insane. They cut steel with water jets. Yeah. Like water under pressure is fucking crazy like, dangerous. Like it was fucking... Like he was fine, but it like it probably it knocked the shit out of him. Pumped the shit right <laughs> out of your house. I don't know if you put out any fire though. Fire. The meaning of fire dreams. Mm, all right, we got it. Let's go. Fire is favourable... To the dreamer. Well, my nan's house was burning down. If he does not get burned. I didn't get burned. Okay. It become, my nan's house did and all her possessions. It brings continually prosperity to seamen and voyagers as well I, as I, those I, on, I, on land. I have, I have been producing a lot of semen lately. <laughs> I'm just interested by this sentence. It brings continued prosperity to seamen and voyagers as well as those on land. That's everybody. There you go. That's, so I just oh, you know what? You know what? Fucking pilots aren't enjoying that statement. Yeah, well, that's true. That's like it, all the people in the ocean and on the land. That's just all the people. Yeah. Now, this is interesting. That was a John Lennon lyric originally, but he just shortened it. He said, imagine all the people on the land and also in the <laughs> ocean. But not in the air. <laughs> but, not, but not in the air because fuck them. Fuck the pilots. To dream of seeing your home burning. It wasn't my home, it was my nan's. What does it say about my nan? Denotes a loving companion, obedient children and careful servants. I have none of those. I know. But it wasn't my house, it was nan's house. For well, it's not even my nan's house. I suppose technically now it belongs to the person my parents sold the house to. I think oh, his was name, that house? Yeah, so I think his name was Armoured. What does it say about Ahmed's house? For the businessman to dream that his store is burning and he's looking on for tales of a great rush in business and profitable results. So Ahmed's going to have some good business? But to dream that he is fighting fire and does not get burned, you were fighting it? I think I was involved. Okay. Denotes that he will be much worked and worried as to conduct of, as to the conduct of his business. 
I don't have a business. To see the ruins of his store after the fire forebodes ill luck. Fucking giving store owners a hell of a time. I know, right? Like, I'm glad I don't own a store. I don't think Ahmed does either. My nan didn't. Oh, hang on. To see, you're going to love this one. Is he going to talk about my nan? No. Ahmed? To see a large conflag- conflagration denotes to sailors a profitable and safe voyage. I'm it's business owners and sailors yeah. in this shit. Like, there's no one else dream. No. Do you own a business? No. Do you own a sailor? No. You have no business dreaming, sir. This is this is a website called Psychological Psychologic Psychology. No, no I, it was mixed up and I couldn't read it. Psychologist World. I think it's a load of shit. All right, I think this is business and <laughs> semen world. Give, give me, give me another dream. What other dreams, man? Do you have Do you have recurring dreams? Not. I have recurring dreams of landscapes. Like I'll visit the same. And for years, like, like, and sometimes I won't visit them for years, but there's distinct landscapes I've been dreaming of since I was a child that I've visited. Um, you think that that, so you often, okay, let's explain this without sounding like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> My I, business is going to go well? No, I have, like, I, I'm a visionary, right? So I like to see things. And, or plan things, but I like to imagine things and think things through. This is what this would look like. So, for instance, if I wanted to go on a holiday and, and I, I do the research and this is where I want to go, then I envisage myself there. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of successful people who go, well, if you envisage it, it'll happen. I don't want to get on the motivational bandwagon about that. The secret. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I believe in that mentality because you work towards it. Definitely. It's something that you want. You create, something. you're trying to fulfill your sort of self-fulfilling prophecy sort of attitude. So maybe works. that's part and parcel of what you're talking about. I'm going to go to Gibraltar. What the fuck? Isn't I that just, a big rock near yeah. Spain? Yeah. We've already got a big rock here. I just come up with that one. I, um, it's weird. Like one of them sort of like um, a mountain. Okay. <laughs> With like, oh, that just clears like a up. river going up it, like a river that sort of well, the river would be going down the mountain. Yeah, but there's like it's like a river that runs through on a slope, and it's the others like <clears throat> no snow. No, it's pretty green. Okay, uh, and the other is like coastal. You know when you're near the beach and you get that sort of uh, shrubbery. Yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of um, the sort of plants you see near a beach, where, yeah, 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 where it's it sort of grows high enough that you couldn't see the water over it, but it always grows very close, like always grows just behind the dunes and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One's like a that sort of no idea where it is. No, I don't think it's real. I don't think I've ever been there. Maybe you're a time traveler. I think I definitely think I'm a wizard. Oh, okay. Like, I definitely think, like, I'm one day going to accidentally, like, cast a spell. Yeah, that's dangerous. I know, but it's all right, because I will be a good wizard. A good... Oh, okay, so you'll be... (laughs) I'm not going to cast spells, but I'll be Neil the... The the white. Nah. What's Gandalf? Gandalf starts off grey. Grey and then white. But Gandalf's also a 10,000-year-old angel. 
Is that what he is? Yeah. Okay. So you're fucked. You're no angel. <laughs> don't, don't really think about that. Um, so what else he, you got here's, for your some, here's something fascinating about dreams. There was this website existed for ages called. Uh, have you seen this man? And it was like one of the one of the best hoaxes I've seen for like ten years. Everyone believed it. There's a composite sketch of a man that this website claimed uh, people were seeing in their dreams and he knew intimate details about them. And they were claiming people across the world had experiences. And then people came forward saying they had experienced that and it went on for ages. Power of suggestion. And it was just a hoax by some sort of like arty, hoaxy people. So they've come up with something. Well, the whole thing was like, is this man God? Because it's over 10,000 people have, a, have claimed to have seen this man and when he approached them in a the dream that he knew intimate details of them. Not that cunt again. Yeah, he's we popping up in past, dreams now. We just got past him fucking being fake nailed to a cross. It never happened. And it was just like this guy just looked like a rapist as well. Oh, really? he, he looked like a composite sketch. Like he watching one of those 70s murder documentaries. Can I just, just let you bring this up. Can I just point out something of an ad that was a friend of mine sent to me today? And the reason it comes up, because when you talk about these sketches... I, just no, I don't think anyone looks good in a composite sketch. But this is, this is an actual picture he posts with it. And he's not the world's... I can't even give you an idea of what he looks like. Steve Tyler? Yeah, sort of. And he says in his ad, I don't know if this is the guy we're talking about. I think it is. Let's go. I'm looking for my soulmate. I've just finished building a dungeon in my basement (laughs) and I need a woman who will commit to living in it for a year or so. I'll bring you food and there is a bathroom and TV down there. If you have a fantasy about being kidnapped, held against your will or tied up in someone's basement, this might be perfect opportunity for you. Room and board are free for the right woman. You'll just need to commit to never leaving for the term of the contract and performing at any time I need. My last girlfriend split last week and got a restraining order against me, so I have space for someone else now. Hit me up if this sounds like fun and you want to be my soulmate. Do you think that's the same dude? Uh, yes. <laughs> that's the creepiest shit I've ever heard. Isn't that fucking... Hey, do you want to be my soulmate? Live in my basement. Is that, is that the picture? That's the man. Oh, that's fucking creepy. And so the, the hoax website was called... Uh, so these guys... Thisman.org. So these guys obviously be scientists of some sort. Who? The guys that come up with that composite sketch. No, it was some artsy fan, uh, wanky group that do like in-depth hoaxes. For the, so in- January 2006. So this is the website. This is the main page of the website. That guy looks like someone you would not want to sit next to on a bus. And he's the one <laughs> that wants you to come and stay in his dungeon. Yeah. Can, 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 can you be kidnapped by me, please? Okay. So in January 2006 in New York... The patient of a well-known psychiatrist draws a face of a man that had been repeatedly appearing in her dreams. In more than one occasion, that man was giving her advice on her private life. The woman swears she's never met the man in her life. 
The portrait lies forgotten on the psychiatrist's desk for a few days until another patient recognises the face of the man and says the man has often visited him in his dreams. He also claims he has never met that man in his waking life. The psychiatrist decides to send the portrait to some of his colleagues that have patients with concurrent recurrent dreams. Within a few months, four patients recognise the man as a frequent presence in their dreams. All of these patients refer to him as this man. And it goes on and... So, so just it's a really cool concept. Like, I actually think it would make a great movie. But is it not similar to a psychic giving you advice about your life? Like... Dreams. What, no, but what they're saying is that this guy gives them advice. Now, I could tell you, I could give you a picture of someone to now and go, I need you to concentrate on this picture and... Yeah, I suppose they're not being prompted by that. Well, the other thing is it's in There's their dreams. Anyway. It's inside of their head. So, of course, you know things about your life. And for you to give yourself advice on it, like even, so, even though this is all false, the, the premise of it's like, I dreamt of a man and he told me things about myself. It's like, yes, because that was you telling yeah, you about you. Yeah. Like, you know your secrets. And, and, of course, you know how to give yourself advice. doesn't mean it was good advice. Like if I if someone some weird looking fucking molesty bloke approached me in my dreams and was like, "You should buy a parrot," I'm like, "No, fuck off." I love where you, I love where you go with that. But it's like it's like that's not good advice. No, it's just but, advice. So under under the experiment because it's like an experiment basically. These people. It is a very interesting social experiment that yeah. the what happens after when. This goes. I don't know if it went viral, but it, it's been around for a while and it's been known. And so people come across it and then they go, all right, and then it happens. But so this is what I talk about the power of suggestion, right? And I think um, um, psychics use it. I've, I've been to psychics and it's been an experiment yeah. within myself. Do they make things levitate? No. No. Rip off. Um, but point out things that there's no way they could know. But I also think they take a big stab in the dark. I've got, I've I, got a K coming through. I've got a K. Do you know a K? There's a, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's How many Ks? Three? I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I want to go to a psychic. You know, the ta- do they do tarot cards? Yeah. Um, and they pull out. This one does cards. I want them to pull out the card and be like, that is not my card. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, no. Your magic is terrible. No, they don't, they don't do. No. She's got unusual cards. You know, sometimes they call them f- not fairy cards or dream cards or – I don't know enough about what it is, right? Bullshit. But I did it because a friend went, you should go and do it. And I went, this is a fucking great experiment. Absolutely. So unfortunately they pointed out things and it happened. Things they said and But were happened. they vague? No, they were very direct. Like yeah. you did this and they did that? Someone who I never thought I'd hear from any time in the future rang me within – and she'll go, I think I've got a three. three. It'll be three days, three months, and I'm like, fuck, three, like three weeks. Three, three days, three weeks, three months. Yeah, something like I'm thinking, you're fucking backing yourself here. But humans work in threes. But I was – the way this came about was, was going to be under that by any means. It was three weeks. Yeah, to the day? To the, well, to the week. Right, 
And so that's between 14 and 21 days. Dude, I never thought I'd heard. Do the fucking post office gives you better advice? No, but, you, but no, no. I was never from, going to hear from this so person again. What did they say? You will hear from someone and gave me the explanation, and it was exactly, exactly. What do you put that down to? Coincidence. Just coincidence. Oh, that's all I could put it down to. It didn't result in anything. Do you reckon she didn't like Google people from your past and then like sent their message? She knew nothing about me, and I make sure she knows nothing about me. So you just put it down to coincidence. Totally. So, well, I mean, the thing is, like, as I said, 20, 14 to 21 days is a big gap. No, no, but... It's just three weeks. But, but you're saying... But what you're saying is... Um, oh, but that, that's only a time frame. The time frame was infinite because I never thought I'd hear from this person again. And you did. Yeah. It turns out they weren't dead. They had faked their own death for the insurance money. <laughs> no, it was nothing like that. But, oh. it, but it, was, it was an infinite... Was that the it, only thing? Oh, no, there was heaps of other stuff. But were that, was any, any of that possible to read by, say, body language or reaction or, or those, no. and I those kept... um, form of manip- – like, because there's a science to it. Absolutely. No, 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 none whatsoever. Because I went in there well prepared not to give away. I would let her – when she prompted – I would go, hmm. So what was her thing? Like what, spirits were just chilling next to you, just telling fucking anyone that could hear him? This guy's got a small penis. Like is that what they think's happening? Is there spirits just fucking got nothing better to do in the infinite bliss that is this apparent heaven and they're just hanging around near you going, oh, you want to hear a secret? She said that um, one followed you in, came with you. It's quite around you regularly. And gave a, a description of who that person was. Accurate? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That, no, no, it's I'm, freaky. That's but, weird as shit. And I've got to drive home. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something. I, I may have mentioned to you before. I'm not sure. Because coming back to dreams, this person who has passed turns up in my dreams very regularly. Yeah. Um, was it someone very close to you though? It was a good mate, yeah. 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 But not as in. But did he just look like it? Was he was when they described him? Like, did, did he have outstanding features, or was it no, like, no, no, no? She doesn't describe. It just she got no. She hears a voice apparently. Okay, so yeah. you just got your mate going. Oi, oi. Um, this dude. I don't. I don't, don't. I have never asked her. I'm Duke, so I've I've done part two. And I'm up to do part three in probably about three or four months' time. I would definitely be uncomfortable doing that. I think why? Because like. She says, if you don't want to hear anything bad, I won't tell you. I'm, I'm a fucking skeptic and I don't want my skepticism messed with and then I think some ghost is walking around telling other fucking people about me. So, so here's something to think about because I'm a skeptic too. I'm, I mean, dude, I'm a conspiracy theorist as well. Like you, I question yeah. everything and I push it. The, the reason you? The reason this came about was someone had said, you should see such and such. And I go, oh, you know I don't believe in that bullshit. I'm a scientist. And they go, but surely you must. And I went... Must what? And then I went, no, there is an experiment to be had in this. Absolutely. So I went through stage one. I did stage one. So have you been to different? No, the same one. Yeah. Purposely for the same one to get. You reckon if you hit like three in the same day? Um, uh, For experiment purposes, this is done over basically three years. Yeah. Right? That it'll be this time. A similar time and a similar time again. So as I said, it's about three months away and I'll go again. Out of out of a hundred percent accuracy. Yeah. What do you reckon? What's their hit rate been? 
I reckon it's only around 30 or 40. There's, so she says things that have happened, yeah. right, and gives explanation and it, that's been pretty accurate, right? So that's the past. She has given explanations of people that have been in my life or passed through my life as in partners and ex-partners and that's pretty accurate. She gives me explanations about what's going to happen to my kids because I ask a question. I can't prove that, right? And I can't, if it happens in a period of time down the track, then it's possible that I, then I can refer to it. Um, so I'll give you an example which is way out of left field and this was not the last time but the time before. So this is 18 months old. Um, she mentioned that I'd go into business um, in the near future of a guy named Gary and she was quite definite Gary. And it was Gary? I haven't got into business with no fucker. <laughs> Fuck, it's Gary. Gary. He, you haven't got into business? She goes, you know Gary? And I'm like, yeah, only guy I went, I went to school. Wouldn't hang out with a bloke named Gary, let's be yeah. honest. So I... I'm Gary. So, that, um, so that's way off. Collect butterflies. That's way off. Yeah, see, now that's a really fucking distinct thing to tell someone. She, she told me that, I, that, that... And here's when we talk about generalised subjects, right? I don't know how often people live in pe- in places, right, for periods of time. So she goes, yeah, I feel like you're going to move probably in the next three months. No, maybe four months. About Yeah, next three to four months. Well, she was spot on. I gave her no feedback. I gave her no clue. And I sort of knew in my heart of hearts that was coming up. But then I go, is that just a random thing she says to people? Yeah, just give an excellent, give it time. It could be, yeah. So, so what, I went into it being very, very sceptical. I think, well, one thing is if someone's new to a psychic, a great assumption you could make about them is their life is either going through great change or they're trying to make great change in their life. How do you come up with that? Life. How do you come because up Because they're seeing a fucking psychic. So I send you to a psychic. Yeah. You go through with the experiment. Yep. Do you think that she's going to get a read on... On like, but you're just saying because they're going to a psychic. Yeah, because it's 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 something very out of the ordinary for most people, right? So obviously something in their life, generally, as yeah. I said, as they speak in generalizations, so so do we. Generally, if someone's going, oh, I'm going to go see a psychic. There's something happening in their life that's rather large or that they want to change. That would be in like people, I don't think people just casually go to a psychic as much as people who go yeah. who feel as though there's something in their life that needs to be re-examined. So things like big change, you're going to move, you're going to get a new job, you're going to enter a relationship Precisely. or leave a relationship of big things in life, yeah. which yeah. is something they either want or you know, so so that's just yeah. affirming things that you could assume about most people. But I think that you need to go to one before you can comment on it. Okay, for sure. But I, but I think that you're what you're very. Don't get me wrong. Again, I'm a skeptic, and this is the reason I went because people would say, "Oh, she said this, she said that." I'm like, "Fuck!" And I, I still wouldn't believe I it. I could tell you that they could tell you things, but I I don't believe it. It'd be anything spiritual. Like I don't believe it. So be... what if she was to nail something right down on your personality and go, "Here's an experience." I know you've had an experience with this. Like how? Because un... mind reading's not possible. I know that you work doing X for X no. amount of time. Like that level of, or 
I know that you work in a field of work. Like, what's the? No, it doesn't need to be work related. It could be anything. Could yeah, be I'm just trying to trying to think of an example. Yeah, but if she was to say to you, "Oh, I, I, you know, you had something, you fell down and broke your leg or something, or something about your leg, blah blah blah, over a time frame." I think you're only about ten or eleven, and yeah. it was factual. Again, even that, I think people, most children, I never broke any bones. Neither did I. But like, how many kids break their bones? In but that see, age but you're group. being skeptical without talking about it. This is what I'm saying to well, you. Well, that's an example, but yeah. that still wouldn't sell me. What like do if, you need? If they told me, like, like, what do you need to be sold? Like actual details. Don't get me of wrong. Event. I'm not 100 percent locked in. Yeah, actual actual details of the event. Like someone said, oh, and you're like 10, you you hurt, you broke your wrist or something. Ten-year-olds ride skateboards, bikes, right, like, and fall down. But that's a big it. pool. Yeah, but if they were like, you were here. And this happened, and 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 and, so, yeah. and and gave actual detail to the event, not a generalization of the event. Yeah, okay, that would be more convincing to me that there was something else they were using, but I still don't believe it'd be supernatural. I'm still not yeah. sold on that. I still don't want to see no fucking ghosts up in my rear seat, but like that would then convince me further. But like uh, uh, assuming someone between the ages of eight and thirteen broke their wrist is pretty, like. Yeah, a pretty easy thing. Not easy, but yeah, I think you I, need I, to go to one and get get some feedback. I ain't going to no fucking yeah, spooky yeah. gypsy in a tent. No, she's she, uh, with she's a very, cloud in a ball. She's very um, talking in curses down to earth. Um, <laughs> it's very hard, and and I had to keep my composure not to give her anything. And th- and this has been my is she fat? No, damn. Why, That's what is that? I just imagine like a big fat gypsy with like a mole no, and like, no, no. like you know, the head. No, it's not like a turban, but like a head. No. Like a pillowcase. Well, she just looks like your regular suburban housewife. That's not fun. Blonde like, hair. Dress up for the part. She, um, if I was a fireman, I wouldn't just rock up in like jeans. She's on Facebook, actually. She does a Facebook live thing with two other psychics, yeah. And then they, yeah, it's, look, again, the science behind it says to me, not possible, right? Well, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't examined the science behind it. Like but, people have been doing it for a long time. And but what I will say, and this is me using someone else's experience as well as mine. This is part and parcel of why I did it. Uh, Doctor Drew, who is a, a re- registered physician, yeah, and a psychiatrist, and a surgeon, and has survived cancer, and is a very laid back man, yeah. Has been to several or had several because his wife hosts a podcast, Susan Pinsky, uh, Breaking Through or what is it? But she yeah. hosts a podcast and has psychics and mediums and I don't know the difference. And she has these people on there and they go, oh, we want to talk to Drew. And so many times Drew's dad comes through who's passed yeah. and says, yep, well, you're going to end up like me, a workaholic and won't know your kids. You need to back off and like gets onto him. I mean, his dad was a doctor also. Yeah. And didn't spend much time in the family home because he was always working. Yeah. So dad's getting on the bed. Now that could be something quite similar, but it's came up several times. Now I would go, Dr. Drew just blows it off and goes, what a lot of crap. He goes, well, you know, sometimes in science we don't understand everything and there's some things that we don't, particularly with the brain and they development. telekinesis or something. We're, we're constantly learning about the brain. 
We're constantly learning how we process data. We've now got better and better equipment to, to take scans. And he's done one. Oh, what's that? Kid? that there's a medium, Tyler. Tyler something. He's a guy in America. And apparently, Drew, and I've not seen it yet, but Drew does, Dr. Drew does a, has this scan of his brain while he's talking to Tyler. See, that'd be fascinating. Yeah. But does the brain do anything? I haven't seen it. I don't know. I can't tell you. Because that'd be interesting to see what their brain is doing. Yeah. If it, if it shows, or if it's just like, yeah, their brain's just being a brain. Yeah. Or if their brain's like, nah, they're like fucking, they're psychic. They could hear your thoughts. Well, sitting there going, need to shit, need to shit, need to shit. And she's like, you need to shit. But this is the thing is that I don't believe they can read your minds because mind reading's not been proven. No, I don't, I don't think, uh, maybe. Neither has psychics. They've not been proven. Mediums haven't been proven. But how I first got interested, long before Dr. Drew, was there was a television show. Um, done between Australia and New Zealand. There was a couple of psychics they used and it was digging up, I think it was called psychic murder or... Yeah, and, and that's happened in famous cases where... Well, what they've done in, in these ones is that they get two psychics independent from each other. They they talk to them about... I think the first... They, they don't show them a picture. They tell them about a case. There's a case, blah, blah, blah. They feed them little bits of information. I know it's all over YouTube. Yeah. So I'll have to find it. I'll actually, I'll put the links in the show notes because it's, it's worth checking out. And there's one guy, this Kiwi guy, because, you know, majority of psychics tend to be women. Don't know why. Yeah. But there's one guy, I want to say his name's Kelvin. I can't remember. I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out. And he is just gets blown away. But what they do... Sensing murder, that's what it's called. Sensing murder. Sensing murder. It was hosted by Rebecca Gibney. Oh, that's 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 how the murder happened. <laughs> oh, well, that's she, crazy because. I think it must be because it was some in Australia, some in New Zealand and there was a particular murder and then they go through and. To anyone listening, New Zealand's like a, a smaller, <laughs> less populated island off Australia yeah. that we pretty much own but we just let them think that they own. Yeah. And they still beat us in rugby union. That's because we let them. Yeah. But so anyway, but this was something that really – and, and for, particularly for women, right, because women love podcasts or murders or like they – any podcasts around murders and crime, women are the biggest listeners worldwide. It's not yeah. just – it's not Australian phenomenon. It's worldwide. Well, because the men are busy out there killing hookers and the women are just like, where are all the men? Where are the good guys at? You know. They're all murderers. Murderers of hookers. Which, by the way, just a side note on that, lazy. Murderers? If you're a serial killer killing hookers, lazy. Actually, a conversation came up today about Ted Bundy because there's a new movie coming out yeah. about Ted Bundy. And this friend of mine pointed out, wouldn't he have a field day with Tinder? <laughs> he wouldn't even have to stalk. He'd just go online. This one, this one, this one. Yeah, then they're like, who's he been talking to? Oh, they've all been talking to Ted Bundy on Tinder. Yeah. Oh, you just call yourself Theodore. He was charismatic. But anyway, so all of this, mediums, all of that stuff, non-proven science, but there's something in it. And I said I've got third third stage to do this year. Yeah. And then I'll The have. whole thing about though, you're going to go into business with Gary. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. That's like, how long did she give you the timer on that? Or just eventually? No, no. I, I don't know. I have to go back and listen to it. I've, got it, I've got it all. I've recorded it. Oh, yeah. Did, yeah. So yeah. you sit down and she's like, how's Gary? And you're like... <laughs> 
She just says, Gary, I've got Gary coming through. Now, I'm going to tell you in the second stage, and, th- and this is 100%, my ex-partner's father had passed away oh, probably about two months before I'd gone. I'd already booked. Yeah. And he's been, he'd been sick for a while and um, yeah, I've never mentioned him, right? Um, and she... In the second stage, said I've got someone's come through, someone new. He's a bit of a clown. Um, I don't know what he's telling me. He's saying he used to be a builder, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And I was lost, had no idea what she was talking about. And then it came around, and she went, "Oh, this guy keeps telling me." He goes, "Yeah, he goes. I just wish you. I wish." Um, and I can't remember the context of it, so I don't want to fuck it up. But it's a lot. Uh, yeah, um, he's he's upset it didn't work out with his daughter. He wish he, she'd pull her head out of her ass. Yeah, and uh, realize that you guys should be together. And I went, oh, hang on. She goes, yeah, you know, he's he's a funny bugger, uh, Mick. And I've gone, oh, okay. Now my ex partner's dad is named Mick. His name's Michael, but everyone called him. Yeah, everyone called him Mick. She goes, yeah, yeah. He's telling me his name's Big Mick. Big Mick. Now, okay, I don't know. Mick was a big bloke. She got carried away with the Mick thing. Mick's a big bloke. Yeah. She said, yeah. I go, oh, I don't know big Mick. Like I was just like – and she goes, yeah, no. No, 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 not you. Other people, like his other friends. I don't know where he worked but his other friends. He's telling me he was a builder. Well, yeah. Mick, big, bu- Mick. Big, big Mick the builder. So is that a long shot? Was she drawn a long bow? Does she know my ex-partner? She knows nothing about my ex-partner. But she'd already told me in the previous one – that I'm going to hear from her, which I didn't believe. Yeah. So again, do I go, what a load of shit. Yeah, it makes it less easy to be sceptical about. So part three will be... That'll be fascinating. Because it'll be interesting to see, has anything from the past? Can Yeah. Has changed, yeah. So, but that's that's what I'm... So I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on board. I'm a total sceptic. I'm not... But if someone points out something in your life... That only yeah, you know, right. they don't know you. She doesn't know me. She doesn't know my surname. She's got nothing but my phone number, yeah. which she can't track me down. It just turns out she works for the FBI. <laughs> no. She's, she's – she, and she says straight open, says to you that um, uh, do you want to know everything bad? Because I'll, I'll, you know, I'm like, nah, I'm an open book. Just give it to me, yeah. however it is. Funny how we went from dreams into psychics. No, it's a pretty, pretty easy bridge, I think. But so I don't give off body language to, to put someone in a direction or yeah. against a direction. Um, I do think there was mentions of my grandfather that came up, which I really wanted to know about. And there was part about my nan and there was a confusion about my nan and I didn't understand where it was or where it wasn't because she was sort of saying one name and then I've got this initial and I'm like, yeah, no, nah. she, you know, she's quite a busty lady and I'm like, yeah, no. Nah. And she goes, and I ask your mother, your mother will know and I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, she actually said, yeah, this is true, I, I did forget this part. Yeah, your mother's going to be going to the hospital. She's okay but she's having problems with her legs and I'm, I'm not, do you know she's got a leg problem? And I go, no, I don't know. 
I go, there's always something wrong with her. I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, but I don't know. And then, and sure enough, my mum went to the hospital You're too. You're like, well, my mother doesn't even have legs. <laughs> See, now, I've never had – if she's good at what she does yeah. and she's able to manipulate, she's never given me a, a T-section that was wrong. Do you know what I mean? I've never come to an intersection where, like, for instance, yes, I think your mother's had a problem with her legs and – well, she hasn't got legs, so that's a fucking problem. <laughs> but we've never got to that. Yeah. She mentioned my brother. But then again, if you, she said, your mother's got a problem with her legs and you said, my mother doesn't have legs, she'd be like, well, that's the fucking problem. That's right. That's right. But we've never got – there was never been a conversation that ever has occurred in that. Again, I try not to say too much. I let her yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Right? I let her go. But she came out of the blue part two in the second part and said, yeah, your brother – yeah, I've got your brother, something around here. Yes, I don't know what it is. It, it's chest. He's okay, hmm. but it's only recently happened, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then I and let then it, your brother burst out of your chest. Oh, well, I got the better of me after a couple of days. So I thought, oh, fuck, I've got to ring him up and find out. I said, uh, hey, now, this is a weird conversation for yeah. me, right? Because I think in one sort of realm, and that's how my brother expects me to talk. So I go, hey, listen, uh, I just want to talk to you about something, blah, blah, blah. Um, you playing any sport? Yeah, I'm playing cricket. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you healthy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. Oh, I got hit in the chest <laughs> with a short ball. Yeah, it just sort of took the wind out of me. I just go, right, oh, fuck. And he go, so that is totally. Yeah, that is. And see, that's a. But that's it's a, totally off the. Out of because like, I wasn't having conversations about my brother with her. Yeah. I wasn't going, you know, I, I, I go for a blanket approach. How's the family going? That's all I want to know. I just want to know how my family's going to go and know that they're all right. If you yeah. can tell me that I'm cool. Yeah. And this is an hour later. Like, yeah, you know, your brother's got a. How long are you, are you sort of in there? An hour. An hour? This is where she's cool, right? You pay for an hour. Yeah. Actually, I think you pay for 45 minutes and I get over an hour every time. Every time is twice. Um, How much do they pay the ghosts? Hundred bucks, man. You, you pay her hundred bucks for forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I feel that if she's good at like manipulation, she's very good. Yeah. I don't. Now I'm not, I'm not saying this to be nasty or, but I don't think she's intelligent enough to be an operator of a manipulation. But. If she was intelligent enough to manipulate you, she'd also want you to think yeah, she no. wasn't. It'd be like, yeah. So, so no. it comes for three sixty on so that. So before one. we even start, I ask her certain questions about how things going, blah blah blah, and I get the lay of the land of what's happening with her. Yeah, but in a very psychological way that I'm assessing her and the questions that I ask. Mm. Is she? If she shows any inclination that she's lying to me, it'd be very positive. It'd be. But so if she's really good, no, she's not that good. You wouldn't be able to pick it, dude. I don't believe. Like, so you got to remember, like you are skeptic. I walk in that exactly the same. And when she throws things out at me like that, oh, my brother get in the fuck. Come on. She got to raise the stakes. She got to walk in and put a Ouija board on the table and be like, "I'll be fact checking." <laughs> Do you know? And it's funny you say, but you know, you get horror and stuff frightens you. Yeah. Ouija boards scare the shit out of me. No, they've done, they've done a study on them. 
end. So basically your hands will move, but your brain won't tell you because your, ex- your brain expects your hand to move without you knowing. It's all based on expectation. Ouija boards came in at the 30s and they're a product of Mattel. Mattel? Whoever makes Monopoly made invented the Ouija board. Yeah. Um, basically what happens is no one's, whoever moves the fucking thing yeah. is the person who's the most gullible into the experiment. Yeah. And what will happen is because your brain says you won't be moving it, your brain doesn't tell you that your hand moved it. And they've done the actual, like yeah. put the thingy on your head and they're going, that guy's moving his arm. And he's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, like, well, either you're lying or your brain's not telling itself that it's moving an arm, which is... I would have to see the experiment. Well, yeah. And it, but like, I don't, and it all I don't comes believe in, that it works. But it, no, it, it, uh, but it all comes into things like phantom limbs and all that shit. Your yeah. brain's not the greatest. It, it can be tricked. And, and oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that, but I, 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 I disagree with a, a Mattel company designing something that can trick people's brains. I don't know if they did it with such... Um, it just took off. That, so, Ouija board. Hold on. Uh, Kennard Novelty Company owns a trademark on Ouija boards. Okay. Um, That's a fucking... It's an unusual trademark to own, isn't it? Following its commercial introduction to businessman Elijah Bond in 1890, the Ouija board was regarded as a parlor game unrelated to the occult until American spiritualist Pearl Curran popularized its use in divining to a World War I. Yep. So even even when it was introduced, it wasn't. It was in eighteen ninety, and everyone was like, "Yeah, it's a parlor game." Yeah. Well, we don't know what's going on, but we don't think it's spiritual. Yeah. And it wasn't until World War One, which is what nineteen fourteen or something. Fourteen. So and like twenty five yeah. years later, someone goes, "It's a spooky ghost." So, the, so even even the history of it's a bit bullshit. It's it's more of a yeah. um, brain trick than it is. Yeah, yeah. I, as I said, I'd have to see the experiment and see the data because I, I, it's been I don't pre- believe it's been in it. Pretty well proven. No, yeah. You can't. How can you? You can't prove something like that. Yes, you can. Show me the science data. Sure. Yeah. Find the, the data and I'll the, look at it. It's out there. Yeah. Science, like they've studied it because it's quite a fascinating thing for people to all say, "No, we're not doing it." Obviously, science is going to fucking. It's like when they do that experiment where like they put a fake arm next to your real arm. Yeah, indeed, I've done that as part of my course. That'd fucking scare the shit out of me, man. <laughs> that, that's spooky, but the brain can be tricked like that. And, and yeah, absolutely. And, that, and so, that's the reason. I'm not, look, as I say to you, I'm not um, um, saying that it's right or wrong. No, I'm saying that it's right. Okay. It's um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept. But as I say to you, then you need to see data. And even, even data today. So when they redo experiments, because experiments have to be able to be revised and replicated in years so to come. So it's part of what is known as idiomotor response. Right. Which is a concept... Um, let's turn the download... So idiomotor is a f- idiomotor phenomenon is a psychological phenomenon wherein a subject makes motions unconsciously. Yeah. And it plays into that. Yeah, but as I said, that, that you can say that, but you need to see data. Well, I'm sure there's data out there. It's just it's, that's fucking, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so 
So it says, this is 2018, new, search, new research reveals all psychological mechanisms that are responsible for creating the paranormal sensation that a Ouija board boards often induce. Since its invention, blah, blah, blah. But it, no, that's wrong because it says since its invention, but it, it's not since its invention. Since its invention in the late 19th century, the Ouija board has become a hallmark of popular culture. The decorated planchard conjures images of scared children staying up late, Halloween, horror, movies or TV and new such thing as charms or, or stranger things. Ouija boards have been haunted most of our childhoods but some of our Ouija enthusiasts well into our adulthood and understandably so. Hold on, just, just on that, uh, it's a formerly a trademark of Parker Brothers but now it's a trademark of Hasbro. Uh, okay. So Hasbro, who's been making your children's toys, are also making your Ouija boards. Trying to fuck with your brain. However, what if they were a sim- simple scientific explanation of, of why Ouija boards work? Researchers led by Marcus Anderson at Aarhus University in Denmark set out to demystify the Ouija board experience. Using eye-tracking devices and data analysis, Anderson and the colleagues examined the behaviour of 40 Ouija board users at a Ouija board conference because that's a cool place to hang out. Why not? What are you doing? I'm going. I'm saving the Going to the Ouija board conference. Ouija board We're conference. not friends now. The scientists' findings were published in the Journal of Phenomenology and the Cognitive Sciences using eye track to study spooky feelings. Okay. So there is study out there and I, I would be more inclined to believe it than a ghost moved your hand. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're sceptic. That's what sceptics say. And sceptics say that until they then, see proof. Couldn't a sceptic also be sceptical of the, the science behind it? And then it goes back to being ghosts. Well, I just don't believe that it's a ghosty thing. Because if ghosts had, the, had this power to move your shit, why does it only work on Ouija boards? I, I'm, but I'm down with the whole, why does this person who claims to be a psychic think that spirits are just hanging out and talking to me? Like... I know plenty of dead people, unfortunately. I've had, since I was 16, I just had way too many people that I knew died. But if I was in the reverse and I died then, no, I don't, I I don't know that I'd be hanging out with me. I just feel like there's better things to do. Fuck yeah. Like Ouija boards. <laughs> but that's the thing. So so what happens? You you go to like but a Ouija they're, board. They're just, they, they, they don't necessarily say... Oh, like there's a ghost just chill. Like they say, a, there's an energy. It's like they, they, they'd be vague in it, wouldn't they? They're not like, or do they say like, no, nah, there's a... I think she says spirit. Spirit. I think she says But then spirit. what's her interpretation of a spirit? Is she going, oh, it's like it's an individual person or it's an energy? Like, oh, it's just sort of about you. It's not like, you know, just there's like a, a, a transparent figure just standing next to you like all the time, no matter what you're doing. It's like, why the fucking... <laughs> there's nothing better to do. I'm going to follow you around today. Well, there's, there's funny because I think of every – so when I go to her and I hear this, I think of every movie like Ghost. I don't know if you've ever seen Ghost. With um, – Patrick Swayze. Yeah, where they make pottery. Yeah. Was that spooky? <sighs> there was a no. bad ghost in it, wasn't there? Uh, and Patrick Swayze becomes a ghost. But then wasn't there another ghost? But he, oh, there's several. But He's got a fighter ghost. One, one of the greatest scenes in it is that, and, and and this is the greatest thing for skeptics and for believers, is that Patrick Swayze finds it, like realizes his daddy's been killed, 
and he's this ghost. So he wants to solve his own murder yeah. in so many ways, wants to understand. He's deeply in love with his wife. Like it's, So anyway, and yeah. it's viewed through his eyes. So he goes off to – I think he walks past the place and he hears these voices. So he goes off to a fortune teller or a, a medium or a psychic, whatever she calls it, happens to be Whoopi Goldberg. And yeah. she's got this whole big bullshit thing put down like she's a fake, right? But then when Patrick Swayze walks in, you've got the women sitting around the table and in the background you've got all these old ghosts that are there and she's like something May, Georgia May, Ellie May, something like that. She's whatever her name is. And she's putting on this show like she's she's a bullshit medium, right? Yeah. But all the ghosts are in the room and then Patrick Swayze starts talking and goes, oh, well, look at this, what a load of horse shit. And she goes, what? And she can hear his voice. Yeah, okay. To the point that she spooks herself out. She's like, what the fuck? Get, 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 get out of here. Get, get. And he's like, you can hear me? You can hear me? I'm, I'm not going to leave you alone. So he's there one night like sitting there and she's lying in bed trying to go to sleep. She's got her hands over his and he's going, 99 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> and he's literally – so the, there was a really good mashup of piss take. Yeah. Um, she was a piss taker. And like, then she could hear a ghost. Yeah. So, what are they, all the other ghosts like? Oh, fuck this guy! Why is she going? Why is she going? Well, it's like everyone's got to go. Get out! Get out! Get out! And the old old black blokes that are sitting in the back. Oh, fuck this shit! I'm out of here, sort of thing. <laughs> so when I go to her, I have all these images. There's that one. There's another movie with Matt Damon. That Matt Damon was a medium, and then he just went into isolation to get away from people. Yeah, and because but he would have these voices just talking to him all the time. So I ask Sharona, her name is, my Sharona, it always makes me laugh. I ask Sharona, do you have, like, is this tiring for you? Because I want to gauge her reaction on what she's, how she's viewing it. And she goes, oh, yeah, no, I get in the middle of the night, someone will just come into me and want to start talking to me, blah, blah, blah. Now I find that sceptical. Yeah, people just be like, you know, she's just having a nap. And, oi. Oi. Yeah. Hey. Oi. Yeah. Oi. Yeah. My mate Dave, in the future, <laughs> he's going to go into business. With Gary. With, with a bloke named Gary and he's going to come in here and you should tell him that. Oi. So. Oi, the milk in the fridge is off. <laughs> yeah. Oi, I'm dead. So all of those things that take place. I gotta walk downstairs through some spooky hallway with no lights. Nah, cross the fucking spooky street. But again, can't be proven. So that's why I say to you about being skeptical. I'm not saying she's right. Yeah, I'm not saying don't be skeptical. It is fascinating, regardless. It, there is that spin. So from dreams into that. Now, yeah. the reason I say that is she tells me that there's a guy that follows me regularly. Follows me. That sounds bad. That's me. Is with me. Is with me. Just in there. Regularly, <laughs> guy that follows you regularly, like a ghost. No, like that dude in the bushes over there, and it's just me. Just <laughs> well, shut up. So he, I've had dreams about him. Yeah, and uh, one of the dreams that really freaked me out, and when we talk about dreams, was uh, I caught up with him, and it was like I had one day to hang out with him, right? Yeah. So I went to school with him, and played football with him, and grew up, and and. Watched him get married and his daughter is um, eight weeks older than my, my son. Like, 
and then there's another mate of ours that has a, a, a son in between. Like we, we all had kids at the same time. So we were all going through these same things. He went through a marriage breakup and he had a bike accident. Yeah. And from the bike accident he died, internal bleeding, and he died. He was, yeah, too young. Hadn't even reached 30, right? And when he was going through his divorce, we spent a lot of time together and hung out and, and I think that, you know, we had a bond and yeah, and it was good. So then when he passed, it's a reoccurring dream. It hasn't happened for a while. But this last one was he um, and I caught up and we were in Sydney and there was a few of the other guys there. Now, for some reason, with my mate Mitch, he has dreams of the same guy and we ring each other and we talk to him about it, right? We don't know. But on yeah. this occasion, uh, and he's, so my mate's name's Tony, who passed away. Tony's, oh, we caught up in town and we're hugging and let's get on the drink. And he's like, yeah. And the, so we can get on the piss, you're here all day. And he's like, yeah. And I'm going, how good is this? It was day drinking. I'm like, and then in the end he goes, well, I've got to go. Do you want to come with me? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, grab your bag. Come with me now. And Mitch is there and I go, listen, I've got to go. I'm going with Tony. And Mitch is like, oh, can I come? And Tony's like, no, no, no. It's not your time. You've got to stay. Yeah. I That's s- spooky as fuck. Yeah. It was like I was stepping into that realm. No, thank you. It freaked me out. That freaked me out. Now was, I can't sleep. That was probably, it was probably a year ago now. That's fucking, I, how did you not wake up and just be like, well, I'm never going to sleep again? I wake up, it was actually a good feeling. It was warm. Yeah. I yeah, would have yeah, woken yeah. up and lived the fucking life of the machinist. <laughs> no, no, no. It it was it was a warm feeling, and then I couldn't wait to ring Mitch. Yeah, that day to go. Hey, listen. Hey, by listen, the way, listen. you weren't invited, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, you can't come. <laughs> it was a weird thing. It was like he, I was going yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was all done on a ferry on Sydney Harbour that we were hanging out and drinking piss on. I don't know. You can drink piss on Sydney, on ferries in Sydney Harbour. Can you? You can. They've all just been bought by the NRMA. Yeah, no. And I've, I've got a, a line in on that actually because Mitch does work with them. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite bizarre. Yeah, you can drink piss on the ferries. Yeah, well, I didn't know that. I didn't. And this was at the time. And Mitch didn't do work with them at that time. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why. It was a beautiful day. Like it was. And we were drinking piss on, on a. That's hectic. In the summer. Yeah, in Sydney Harbour. Talking shit. Yeah. That's like. I'd wake up and be like, oh, man, now I've got to. Die, yeah. <laughs> like that would be this fucking scary omen of it all. Is like, yes, you can come with me, and it's like you wake up and you're like, oh fuck. So I've never told her that, right? I've never told. I'm actually other than Mitch. This is because no one's going to listen to this podcast anyway. But you're the only other person outside of Mitch, yeah, right? I've never told it before. She's listening to the podcast now. She's got leaves of ammo. Yeah, she. Gonna come well, in. Did she's, you ever have it? I mean, like you. She comes in. She's like, I'm getting a pee podcast. Yeah. Do you know a podcast? <laughs> but Gorilla? She, but she well, she won't put my name to the podcast. You won't know that. Um, when shit like that happens and it feels real, it feels warm. Yeah. It was a good feeling. As much as it was only a short time I got to hang out with him. Yeah. It was that good feeling. Um, that's a weird dream. But it's a yeah. good dream. I haven't had any real bad dreams other than that. That big ball. It's weird when you have like nightmares though, because it's like your brain is just like, fuck you, take this. Well, that's where the funny part that I want to do more science in is those 
I've never been scared in a dream. Only when I wake up, I'm like, oh, fuck. Have you had the falling? Yeah, continuously. Yeah. Do you wake up and get like this spongy thing in the bed? Have you get to that stage? No. Okay. So I have the falling one and it's it's like I'm bracing myself. That's apparently got something to do with um, not breathing when you're asleep. No, that's a possibility. I've, I've heard that like when you don't breathe, your brain will give you like you're falling to wake you up. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I've heard that that, that that's like a um, that this is like a defensive response to the brain. It's yeah, not like okay. a ah, and fall over now. So then you got to say what part of that brain monitors. Do you know what I mean? Like this is where your yeah. brain never sleeps. Like it's it's constantly on. Yeah. Look, when you when you're asleep, your brain isn't off. It's just the conscious, it's rebuilt. And I think they refer to alpha and beta waves. Yeah, but primarily what it is is while well, your brain doesn't switch off, it, your body regenerates. It 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 turns off the conscious, the memory bit. Yeah, but it, but it's so so. For instance, like if you've been bodybuilding, or you've been training in some form, and you've torn muscles. Yeah. When you go to sleep, like and and how critical sleep is. When you go to sleep, those parts of your body get time to relax and repair. Well, they'd, they'd be in repair even if you didn't sleep, but, but not yeah, moving. It's your fastest. Move, yeah. yeah. But, they, but there's still no, interestingly enough, even when it comes to sleep, there's still, although we can pretty much assume why we sleep, there's still no 100, there's no 100% answer. They're like we're pretty sure this, but there's no there's no great enough proof to say that humans sleep for a particular reason. Oh yeah, this shit loads. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where what? you're getting that from. I'm fucking. I I'm, three I've, things psychologists teach you: sleep when you're driving, eat properly, get a form of exercise. We know we need get eight hours sleep. We know we need it. Yeah, but the thing is, your brain can do the things it does when it's sleeping while you're awake. Yeah, but it, what you're not doing is you're not regenerating. You're not letting parts of your body fix themselves because you're constantly alert. You're constantly thinking. You can't, like you do it in your sleep, but to a lesser degree. You, it's like you switch into relaxation mode. It's, yeah. it's why people listen to relaxing tapes to go to neuro. They call them neuro something beats binaural beats. Yeah. Which is meant to do something for putting your brain into that yeah. beta wave. So, shape. so, so if you've ever, if you ever had something pressing that was worrying you, or it could be simple like a bill coming up, or yeah. and it gets to the point where you can't sleep. No. Okay. I've only ever not been able to sleep because I just can't sleep. But I'd, worrying doesn't help. It doesn't affect my sleep. If anything, I'll just sleep better. Yeah. My brain's like, ah, if you're asleep, you don't have to worry about this shit. So why have you had situations that you can't sleep? I don't know. just can't. Like, it's never... I've never been not able to sleep because of, like, stress. You might not think, but that's what it is. Well, never never a conscious noting of stress. Subconsciously, I don't know because it's subconscious, but I've never been, like, uh, awake worrying sort of thing. No, but you might not think you're worrying, but you are. So, for well, instance, I'm consciously, having- consciously aware of it. Yeah, like it, I know when I'm worrying consciously because it's happening in my brain. Yeah, but no, I've never been consciously aware of something to the point where it's prevented me from sleep. 
yeah, you're like not, worrying. You're not consciously and constantly, aware of it, that's all. And constantly thinking about yeah. it and going, oh, what am I going to do? Or, I've never had that. Subconsciously, probably. I don't know because yeah. it was subconscious. Like that's the point of it. Yeah. Um, obviously, forms of stresses make you stay awake. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you just sleep well. But and Yeah. And so, so what happens for some people is that they, hence alcoholism comes in. They can't sleep. They are stressed. So they drink a lot of alcohol to make him go to sleep. But then you start relying on the alcohol to make you go to sleep, and that's even worse. Yeah, because you're not solving the problem. You also develop a tolerance to things really fucking quickly. Yeah. And, and I have the reverse, whereas if I have stimulants, they keep me awake. And then yeah. I think, why am I awake? Why am I thinking about being awake? Why can't I just go to sleep? I really want to go to sleep. I'm tired. Why can't I go to sleep? I don't – I find alcohol makes it harder to go to sleep because it's like – your brain's drunk and it's doing things. Yeah, it's like, different for everyone. But I, I unless you're like hammered, then you just lay down, you go to sleep, wake up with your socks on. <laughs> but like, like that, like trying to people get like ah, oh, like six, seven drinks and go to bed. Like unless I have like one and I'm super tired and then I can't finish it. Yeah, like six or seven, I'm like no, I'm pissed. I want to be pissed. Yeah. Well, see, in my youth, when I went through my binge drinking phase, the more I drank, the more I partied. I yeah, it's like, it's like why would I want to sleep with? And then you get to a point and you're like, all right, sleep. Yeah, let's do that. And and I'd go because <coughs> my main motivation was the longer I'm awake, the more fun we're having. Who wants to go to sleep now? Are you kidding me? Look how fun oh, this there's, is. There's a point. There's, uh, although there's always that one person that just doesn't want to go home. Yeah. I'm thankfully not them. Like I'll reach a point and I'm just like, I'm going to bed. Like, no, I'm that now, but I never used to be. That, that, but there's always like everyone's trying to go and there's that like, one person and it's like three in the morning. It's like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. No, but um, I was that dude. I was the I was the guy that left. Last. I think after after a point, alcohol just alcohol just becomes tiring. Yeah, I I couldn't drink. Well, I don't drink hectically anyway. But I couldn't drink like I used to. But no, I think that's a youth thing. Youth versus. I think that's old. a practice thing. Yeah. Like if you don't drink for large periods of time, obviously yeah. you can't. Um. But I mean, I see people who are in their like fifties and sixties who could outdrink anyone because they're fucking alcoholics. Do you think with drinking brings more dreams or less dreams? Used to bring no dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Used to bring no dreams. Now I have quite vivid dreams if I've been drinking. Okay. Which is weird because usually a sleep is like a blackout sleep, but now it just doesn't do that. Like my bre- like probably I have. Like I, I dream pretty vividly, but I think when I'm pissed, like it amplified. Yeah, which is weird, but yeah, I yeah. I, I don't know that. For me personally, uh, again, I haven't been a big drinker for years, so it's hard to. The thing that makes you not dream is pot. Don't dream. Yeah, you don't dream when you. It's pretty good sleeper, isn't it? Yeah. Do you I sleep know. on it? No, no. I used to never sleep well on weed. Really? Brain was way too active. Brain was way too high. Do you think that that's the the THC levels? I don't know. Because it's pretty hectic. Some people could get super stoned and go to sleep. Also depends on the type of weed you're smoking, if it's uh, sativa or indica. Because indica will, um, indica, indica out, put you to sleep, whereas sativa is like a stimulant effect on your brain. Okay. Um, But I always fucking slept terribly when I was stoned. And didn't dream at all. No, no one. No, people who smoke weed don't tend to dream. And the one thing they always talk about is when they stop smoking weed, that the dreams come back and they come back vividly. Yeah, okay. Um, for 
a few months after. And it, but that's like every day. So people who are regulars. Well, you'd, you'd say addicted, but was, I mean, it's not physically addicted. But the mental addiction, or they're they're in some form of. Who says it's not physically addicted? It's not a physically addictive who says? chemical. Who says? Every fucking research. No, nah, it's bullshit. It's a mentally addictive 100% bullshit. Hundred percent bullshit. Because it's true, you do get addicted to it. Yeah, mental, your brain mental learns addiction, the behavior yeah. that you want to smoke pot every day. That's, that's a mental addiction, but it doesn't affect yeah, but that's chemical addiction. levels. And yeah, it's it's not arguing that it's not yeah. an addictive drug. Yeah, but it doesn't do things like heroin or alcohol do to fuck with levels in your body. That's well, physical that, that addiction. Changes, yeah, but see, but what, what happens super is super addictive. But what happens is the argument that gets thrown out there. Yeah, I, know I hear it over and over, and it does my fucking head in. Where people go, oh, it's not addictive. You go, well, no, yes, it everything's is. fucking addictive. It's a behavioral addiction. That's exactly But right. it fucks people up. I've yeah. seen people go through weed withdrawals. That's like, yeah. Like I've seen people just go, I quit weed and then oh, I can't sleep with it. And then I've seen people go through weed withdrawals where you're like, yeah. Do you need another medication? Because this is crazy. I've seen it. I know it's addictive. Yeah. And then but, look, um, there's, there's, and again, it's like alcohol. Some people can do it. And not become alcoholics, and other people drink and go become full blown alcoholics. I'm yeah, it's 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 all got to do with where you're at in life and like the reason you. But it's it. it's metabolism too, because I've seen it in generations where yeah. he smoked weed and he ended up all fucked up, got off the weed. His kids smoked weed and they just did exactly the same. You can't handle you're, – you're not – your metabolism yeah. and your makeup is not designed. There's definitely a biological element when it comes to those <sighs> Absolutely. things. Um, but the dreaming, the dreams apparently, and the, I don't know. When I stopped smoking weed, I don't think I was, uh, I was a semi heavy smoker for a period of time, but I didn't smoke weed every day all, all day. Two years, 10, yeah. 12 probably months. smoked very regularly. I don't know. I don't know if it, it wasn't, it wasn't like addiction, it wasn't like need to get high. It was, no, it's a face. Um, but even like when you, when you smoke weed, you don't dream but i've heard a lot of people talk about when they quit weed and how vividly the dreams come back to to the point where they're like sleeping is almost tiring because the dreams are so fucking just heavy that they're like yeah their brain's on overload yeah that's it where it's like like dreaming is such a uh, a heavy mental exercise they don't feel rested they feel like they've just gone through two like a, a whole other fucking Day and then obviously that calms down. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, and it's a pretty common side effect. I think people say, well, "Like, when do the dreams stop being like this?" And it's like, well, I don't know. You're just getting them back, man. It's like the floodgates. Your brain's finally doing something it clearly wasn't doing. When the, when did the dogs stop screaming? <laughs> when did the dogs stop screaming? That's crazy. Yeah. So my uh, my only experience has been, and I was, I was very occasional, and it was only with a partner that she liked. That, that was her kink. To um, smoke pot and fuck all night. The sleep that comes from the end to of have. It, yeah, but the sleep that I come from it was locked solid out. But I'm that, out. But, that, but that's like a there's a physical element to it. Yeah, like you, you're worn out. Whereas like just smoking weed and sitting in the lounge. So I've never done that. I've never done. I, I could like I've sat and talked about life like the everyone's yeah. done and like oh man. Some people are super active when they smoke weed. Yeah. I think, like, I haven't smoked weed in ages, but I remember walking being, like, three times harder than normal. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's like fucking... You know when you're drunk and you can, like, walk across the city? <laughs> it's like the opposite with weed. You can't walk across a room. That's crazy. It's stoned and they're like, it's just across the street. You're like, it's like a mountain to climb. And then, yeah. 
I mean, I remember I used to pick a mate up on the way to golf. And early morning, you'd see his bedroom light on the side of the house and smoke billowing out <laughs> of the window. And then he'd come and jump in the car like nothing. Like nothing. Yeah, that's when you get to – that's when people are like – You couldn't tell. Heavy smokers. Yeah. Which is like tell. I don't think you're enjoying it that much. You would be enjoying it as much as like if you just smoke a little bit – it's super high and people just exist at super high. It's like you're not even enjoying it. There's nothing coming from it. Just, yeah. Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah. I don't even get high anymore. It's like, well, fuck that. But I have to say, and and I really, I'll probably do a lot more reading around it um, shortly. Since it's become decriminalised in America and everyone's selling it and everyone's got access to it. Yeah. Uh, particularly the comedians that we listen to on podcasts and stuff. That all get fucked up. The the audience that's now attracted because it's become it's become its own culture. Yeah, yeah, is is massive. I think it was its own culture before, but I think now it can be expressed more because it's decriminalized or not illegal in states or whatever the fuck. I don't know. What yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how American laws work. They're weird. Um, but it's become a very open culture. People can be open about it. They could be like, I'm smoking marijuana. And the police are like, okay, just get off the road. So, <laughs> so if you had the choice, and let's say you lived in a, in a city where you can get access to it regularly. Yeah. If you had the choice of buying weed or gummy bears or... Oh, like the, the THC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely smoke it, not eat it. Okay. Because eating is just a fucking a whole other like experience of yeah, it's amplified so 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 much yeah. I mean, but then again, that I suppose if you get really low THC and eat it, that you'd probably have a good experience. But I think there's more control in smoking it. What if you just get a capsule and it's in the they got the oil. And here's a couple of capsules. Just knock through these down and you'll be fine. Well, I suppose the thing is you're buying it. Like, there's a they're huge level of control. Yeah. Like my thing is weed's way too strong now. I can't handle that shit. Yeah. Like I smoke some fucking science weed and I'm trying to figure out how many teeth I have. <laughs> but Count your teeth with your tongue. Count your teeth with your tongue, but, like, you can't keep track of the numbers. Yeah. Um, like, 73 teeth. Yeah. Um, but I suppose if you go into a weed shop, it's like, he's... One percent, two percent, three percent, four percent. Like as opposed yeah, yeah, to just yeah. buying it from you know Ackerman in the van and you smoke it and then you can't find your house for three hours, but it turns out you've been inside it the whole time. Is that the same bloke? You fucking... parents sold the house to? No, Ackerman. Yeah, no, they sold it to Ahmed. Ahmed, of course. I'm, I once got so high, I, I I cooked toast in a sandwich press for like three days because I forgot about toasters. I was just putting. Slices of bread in a sandwich press and then just putting it down because I didn't know that toasters were a thing <laughs> until someone asked me what I was doing. I'm and I'm like, toast. I am making toast. And they're like, that's not a toaster. <laughs> At which point I was like, toasters, I remember them. <laughs> In fact, I think I own one. I'd been, and I, like, I knew the toast was coming out different to how I was used to toast coming out. Like, I was like, this isn't usually how toast is. <laughs> why, why has it got ri- why when, is the lines in it? When there's, when there's toast, usually toast is different. And it was a different texture because I remember buttering it or putting jam on it and rolling it up. 
How long ago was it? Like, how long before you went, went, I need a toaster? No, I owned a toaster. Yeah, but like how long? How long was I cooking the, the bread yeah. wrong? Yeah. Probably about three days. No way. It's probably about three-day experience of like weird toast. How strong was that weed? Strong enough to make me forget about toasters. That's fucking crazy. Like to make me forget about a common household implement. That's nuts. I've never, I've never ever been. But I think it was like I did it once where like the sandwich press was out. And I was like, yeah, that's how you make toast, I guess. Like I didn't think about it. And then it just sort of stayed out. And I just kept putting bread in it. Like it it wasn't like, I don't know, toasters, what are these? Like like rediscovering them. It was just like, that's how you make toast, right? That's That's it. Like no, and no, I wasn't questioning it because I was getting toast in the end. That's crazy. Like it wasn't like I was putting it in the in the kettle. I'm like, why is my toast coming out real soggy? Like it it was toast was. It How come I can roll it up? Like it was eventuating in toast. So like I was achieving what I needed to achieve. It just turns out like the way I was achieving it wasn't necessarily optimum. How much gear did you smoke? In 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 the three days, yeah, or like in life, no, no, in those three days to get to that level, I don't think I was smoking particularly much. Probably just like I don't know, ten ten cones a day. Okay, I don't know. I genuinely, I don't even know what the number like enough to be high. I I, I never took a lot to get me high. Yeah, okay. That's the other thing. Like, I used to have mates that could smoke like thirty eight cones, and they'd be like, Fuck. Well, that's an exaggerate. They would smoke a lot yeah, of weed yeah, and be yeah. like, oh, this weed's not good. And I'd have like one cone and be like, excuse me, can I lay under the bed? Yeah, I've got like, Chinese eyes. Like I'd get, I used to get stoned and pat my dog a lot. <laughs> That's why your dogs love you. Yeah, just like, like for like an hour. And they'd like, my mate's had like 38 cones and he's like, I should drive. And I'm like, this dog's fluffy. <laughs> Just see where his head's at. It's just pat this dog. So I don't know. Weed was always like, do you miss strong to experience? me? I miss particular experiences with yeah. weed. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I couldn't have them. I don't. I don't. I just don't have them. Like I just. I think I could smoke weed and be all right. Yeah. Like I just don't particularly have much of the inclination. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. do miss like a chill out day. Yeah. Smoke a bit of weed, clean your room, eat a pizza, watch a movie. Yeah. Um just be in chill. Or being mode. at and the beach. Okay. Being at the beach high was always just a good experience. Like, I've never done it. It was it was it was really calm. Like yeah. you're just chilling, the sand's all like nice in your hands. The water's just like nice. Yeah. Okay. Like relaxed things. And yeah. I think I could still do it, but I just I'm afraid I'll like take one puff and go insane like some nineteen sixties marijuana video. Man, it's there. They need they need to legalize it for people like me. I remember even uh, on a podcast, Bert Kreischer talking about the same thing where he didn't smoke weed because it fucked him up. Yeah. Until it became legalized and began smoking more because it's more control. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I think a great You know what the end product is. I think that's a great argument for legalization. Yeah. Is I think it's it's a product that's not going away. People oh, aren't, no. aren't going to stop smoking weed. You may as well, the government may as well make money out of it and just make it a safer product. Yeah. It's not like they're legalizing something that's any more addictive than other legal substances. No, I agree totally. And it has 
but even the things like the CBD oils, which don't get people high, but will stop people having like seizures. Yeah. Like yeah. that, and, and that comes along with, well, you can't have the CBD oils because the cannabis is illegal. Yeah. Whereas like that's a medical, I think we're, we're started. I think the government just got its first batch of, of legal cannabis and I think that's the road you go down. Yeah, and I think I don't. I, no, don't, I think you're I, right, I reckon within ten years, and that's just. I think within ten years, it'll sort of reach that point where they just make weed legal. I think, yeah, I think we're going to be behind the eight ball when it comes to the US. Yeah, I think I think the, the laws are very dogmatic because they're not they're not based really the 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 way that weeds are legal, and I know in Australia, like the penalties tend to be less harsh than other countries, but yeah. they're not. Weed's only illegal because weed's illegal because weed's illegal. Yeah, like that's yeah, yeah. really how yeah. it is. There's no great scientific evidence to say that it should be in the, the state that it's in. Like it's not heroin. It's not cocaine. No, it's not fucking. There's pharmaceutical like prescription drugs are some of the most addictive Opioids. substances. Opiates and barbiturates are like the most addictive things. Yeah. cigarettes. Cigarettes are legal and. They have no medical benefit and we know they're carcinogenic. Yeah, 100%. And like you say with alcohol, no medical benefit. Nothing. There's no doctor who's prescribing any alcohol ever. No. So you've got cigarettes, alcohol currently being taxed. Yeah. Both dangerous. All of these different prescription drugs that fall into a trillion different categories of what they are, whether they're, you know, common things for pain like fucking codeine and Lyrica and... Yeah. All that shit. And you want to put... So if you want to put put it in the category of drugs, yeah. right? And we talk about drugs. Uh, no one's died at a festival smoking marijuana. Ever. Like no one's died ever. Yeah. Because you're not allergic to it. But, and you can't overdose from it. You and the saying get that... get a bit cracked on it. You need to get separate from the other main addictive drugs. Should you drive a car on it? I don't no, think so. you shouldn't. I think it impairs your driving. It doesn't make you a better driver. Um, I've actually driven on pills. Yeah. And I've been a fantastic fucking driver because I'm very, very conscious of everything I'm doing. Yeah. I, it's illegal. I can't do it. Simple. I think you do have to have those restrictions, like don't operate heavy machinery. Ad- absolutely. You like teach people to use it. The, like, don't be always fucking stoned around your kids. We understand that it does have effects on not completely developed brains. Yeah. Which is another interesting thing because we're learning now that the brain doesn't develop when we thought it did. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't it's, finish it's developing. Longer. Yeah, it's We used longer. to say 18, but I mean, that that becomes a, a weird social thing because if you've already am, made the allowances for 18-year-olds to drink and be considered adults, you couldn't bring weed in and be like, you got to be 21 or 22 yeah, or yeah. 23 or whatever yeah. it is. But, you know, obviously... There's, there's there's sensibilities with it, like anything. Yeah. Like, but it, the fact that it's illegal makes no sense. No, I, I think there's a lot of proof. And as I said, I, I was dead against it because it says it's illegal, it's illegal. And then and I know the ramifications of what it can have to people that shouldn't be, that don't fall under that realm of I can handle my drugs. Like, you know, we were saying, did drugs do this to you? There is that percentage yeah. of people. It's not everyone. But, well, but as long as we – education is the key to any yeah. issue. If we can educate people to say, you know, maybe just because you can doesn't mean you should. Absolutely. And so what you've got is this argument. Then here, Here's the bridge that's got to be built 
and it's got to be educated. And, you, and I'm glad you raised that because it is education. Um, we understand that if you had a rough day at work, we, we've grown up with this mentality. We've had a rough day at work. Go home and have a couple of drinks and you'll be fine. Yeah. It clearly doesn't fix the situation. It's designed to dull your senses and to put you in a, a false sense of, I don't have to think about it. Yeah. And, and it's altering. It's mind-altering to the point Absolutely. of... Absolutely. It's an altered state of consciousness. Yeah. And yet we find that acceptable. But if you say in the common conversation, because of the way that we've been taught and grown up and how the school teaches you, how the curriculum and, and the system teaches you, if you go, oh, I just need to go home and... Just have a cone or I just need to eat a couple of... Have a puff on a boat, pan, eat a lolly, smoke, however the fuck you want to insufflate the drug. And people go... Junkie. The other thing that I hate is they say it's a gateway drug. Yeah. And yeah. I, Is there evidence to prove that it is a gateway drug or is it that people go, well, that drug's illegal and I've taken that illegal drug, so I'm going to take other illegal drugs? Is so, it where the drug sits on the law spectrum or the fact... Because alcohol is an altered state of consciousness. Okay, so that's my argument. My argument would be if you... And, and don't get me wrong because I felt completely different about this about 15 years ago. I was, I was of the gateway drug mentality. Yeah. Right? And it's not to say that I never used it, but that was a mentality. You did, did have that thought. The reason I was of that mentality is I had a cousin that died of a heroin overdose. Yeah. And when we tracked back his history, he started off smoking pot. And then he went to this thing and that. But I can tell you, if you look at his case, there was a lot more going on in his life. It, was, it wasn't the starting point of experimenting with drugs. It was probably the starting point of met self-medicating oh, there was with drugs. Lot. And that's the difference. I go, well, you know, you start off smoking weed, you, now you're on heroin. People don't just fucking do heroin because it seems fun and now they're addicted. Usually there's some shit in their head that they're not dealing with. Yeah. There's some experiences in yeah. their life that they don't know how to cope with and being high and being numb is better than feeling it. Yeah. So of his experimentation, he went and cleaned up. He'd spent a period of time in Odyssey House. He got out and shot up on Christmas Eve and was found dead Christmas Day. Yeah. Crushed my grandmother. So in my growing up and my experience of life, I look at that and go, well... They said it's a gateway because I'm hearing, remember all these parents and all these people saying, I'm hearing it's a gateway. It was a gateway. My experience now is different. So how I would sum that up, if you're going to relate that marijuana is a gateway drug to all these other drugs, mind you, I've tried marijuana, I've tried other drugs, not trying heroin, not trying ice, not trying crack, I'm not interested. Yeah. Alcohol is just as responsible as being a gateway drug because it's mind-altering. The other, but the other thing is alcohol tends to lower inhibitions more than marijuana. Yeah. A drunk person will try a pill, will do a line of coke, will oh, yeah. be more susceptible to those things which would be considered a gateway. If you're stoned and someone's like, you want some other drugs? You're like, no, nah, this one's rocking it. Like it, I don't think it lowers inhibition. Yeah. It might. I never personally experienced weed to lower inhibition. Like I didn't, I don't know, alcohol does, but I've, I never got high and I was like, well, you should do mm. this stupid thing. that out. Like, If anything, it made you more comfortable at just chilling out. But there's still, there's still a boundary. Like, Absolutely. So for instance, under the influence of alcohol, I've done a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. 
but there was somewhere in my I know no 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 I'm fine I don't need to stick a needle in my arm doesn't matter how good you think that is yeah. I'm not interested oh you can smoke it don't care not interested there's got to be some self um there's so many factors that uh, yeah. the people you're around and yeah. see I know with my friends and not that I have any intention of doing any you know smoking meth or doing heroin or you know fucking getting a problem with painkillers or valiums and z- yeah. I know with my friends that if those things are around they would be as uncomfortable with them as being around as me whereas if you're around people who are overly comfortable with too many drugs are around. Yeah. They're not going to tell you don't do it. They're not going to move away from it and you're going to follow them. I'll just be like, yeah, that's normal. It, like, so there's so many environmental factors that expose it to you. It's not just I, sm- I was a straight A student. I took a puff of a joint. Next thing you know, I'm sucking dick in an alleyway. <laughs> like it's just not. Do you know that, that from, from a, an observer's point of view, <laughs> I don't think marijuana will ever make you suck a dick. If you're not into sucking, no, unless you wanted to suck a dick That's prior to the marijuana, unless you like sucking dicks. That's it. But I, th- I think a lot of what the the drug education in schools has been for the last fifty years has been more propaganda than education. And I think you're, the number fifty is correct. I think 50, we're fifty years removed from reality. And I know I can tell you what that I actually uh, know school teachers that like the occasional puff. You know, like yeah, absolutely, and they're very good at their job. And, and they're very, very dedicated to teaching kids because I can tell you, fuck that for a joke. So when I was in high school, by 16, I'd already smoked pot. Yeah. And when you're 16, 17, 18 in high school, they're also teaching you about drugs. Yeah. And I know at the, that age, after experiencing weed, that what they were telling me was wrong. Yeah. Like I just didn't believe it then and I still don't believe it now. The drug education, I'm looking at going, that's not the case. Yeah. And also the information was so limited. There was never any, it was always like weed will make you do this. Okay, why? Weed will make you do that. Why? Like yeah. why? There's. It was always just like they were afraid to tell you the truth and the truth is, you know, people fucking are 18 and taste freedom and want to experiment with drugs and yeah. like I, as much as you shouldn't, you probably will. Yeah. Or maybe you won't. 50%. I don't know what I don't know what the statistic is. I would say it would be higher than law of people that will experiment with drugs. I I think in my experience in my lifetime the numbers are fudged to look like no that people don't try it. Because I remember hearing a statistic of something like 90% of Australians yeah. will admit to of smoking weed. Yeah. Well, I think that that's realistic. Yeah. Because in my lifetime, in the people that I've come across, um, I actually know a lot of people that are women that have tried drugs that didn't try masturbation until they were in their 30s. And I'd be saying, what do you mean? And they go like, oh, yeah, no, you smoke pot. But you never masturbated? No. Why not? I don't know. Fuck, you should have put two together. That would have been great. Yeah. The other thing is, though, like the way I always felt the drug education system in school was everything to get you not to do drugs. So it made it feel like there was this line and the moment you had, you'd passed it and there was no help for you. Yeah, there right. Was no, there was no, well, what happens if you do? Nah, that's, once you've done that, you're a junkie. Like there was just, it just went that fucking rapid. But is there, was there ever a religious? No. Okay, that's Even cool. in a religious school, like the drug education system's very based on 
the way the government laid it. I, I can say, it wasn't like, you go to hell. I can say for religious school, the only time they talked about religion was in religion. Yeah, okay. That's pretty cool. Or in church. Yeah. Like the rest of it's pretty standardized, standardized to what the state wanted to teach. Sure, there might have been different little bits here, like pre preclaimers to go, well, in biology, we're going to talk about evolution. Now, this is a theory. Yeah. You can believe what you want to believe. Even Were you allowed even, to leave? No, because the Catholic Church actually believes in divine intervention. So yeah. evolution still lines up with the Catholic dogma. Um, I'm surprised they taught it. Well, they legally have to be part of biology yeah, course. Yeah, okay. Um, but the Pope before, Pope Benedict II, yeah. Um, went, yeah, divine intervention, evolution's right. So that was never an issue. Yeah, okay. So a lot of Catholic, if you ever get a Catholic, go, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's like, no, your belief actually states anyone who follows the teachings of the Pope or the, and, the, and the Catholic tradition believe in evolution. But they just say, look, this is what we teach. This is what the course is. You can believe what the fuck you want. When it came to drugs, there was no religious things with it. It just always felt like... That's good. It just always felt like they were like, don't do drugs. This is what drugs will do. And then if you do drugs, you're a drug addict. And yeah. then and then there was nothing, no nothing about the experience after. And so the way it felt was all these things they taught you, if you did drugs, all of a sudden you went, No, all that's wrong. Yeah. That's not true. It's not this one puff you're addicted. And I think that can give people a false sense of security and actually mislead them into trying drugs out of the fact that the thing they've been taught their whole life they've suddenly discovered isn't correct. Yeah. To go, oh, fucking one puff of marijuana and I'm not addicted. Not that they really said that. No, but it's along the lines of... Along that line. So yeah, don't well, say no to drugs. Well, if they said that about weed, what about ecstasy? What about yeah. something harsher? Because you, everything you've been taught, you don't believe because they haven't given you a real-life experience in it. They haven't been honest. They haven't said, well, some people are going to do drugs. Sometimes, and this is, you know... Yeah. And I think it would be safer to be honest. Yeah, I don't, so I don't mean tell fourteen-year-olds that, but when they're like seventeen and eighteen, they're getting to that point. They're about to be adults and capable of making that decision. And most people have jobs and that ability. It's like, well, guess what? You might do drugs. Yeah. So, so there's a conservative attitude that's been in place for such a long period of time, and fifty years sounds about right to me. That just don't talk about it. And it won't happen. Yeah. Now, what they're not taking into consideration is the internet. So now when kids go, well, what will happen if I smoke marijuana? Oh, here you go. Yeah. Now, this is where I talk about when I'm saying about the addictive thing and kids and particularly pot smokers. And still today, kids that are starting to come into pot smoke get taught this mantra, it's not addictive, it's not addictive, it's not addictive, right? So that's what they run with because that's the mantra that's under – that's the perfect opportunity for schools to step in, revise the education system and go, oh, we've got test case going back to the 50s. This is the evolution of marijuana. First thing we want to teach you, what you were smoking in the 60s and the 70s has different in the 90s and the new millennium. Yeah. We're talking about different THC levels. We're talking these are the reasons why. This is like It's almost a different... Not a different drug, but it's almost a totally different drug. Different. It is different. It's, it's, like it's three still, times minimum more. Well, they can pretty. They can get it. As, they can get it pure now. So you could 
to have it as fucking as pure and as constant. You could have a hundred percent THC. Yeah, that's a completely different thing to a three percent or set yeah, three, seven, to, seven. three to seven or something. Yeah, three to seven percent. And that's your giggle. That's your giggle weed. But different strains and different other cannabinoids have psychological effects. Yeah. So it's, we know it's not just THC. We know it's THC is the active ingredient. THC. Yeah. Activates the other cannabinoids, but those other the presence of those other cannabinoids, which is something like a fucking hundred of them, yeah, have different effects, yeah, and make the experience varied. Because weed's weed, we can stimulate, put you to sleep, be trippy, be creative, be like a million different things. It's a it's a versatile drug, and it crosses a lot of sort of boundaries in definition, but. They need to teach that. They need and to. That's the, that's the system. They're not weed teaching. isn't, and you know, like it's fucking some. I've seen weed that doesn't even look like weed. Like it just, it's so fucking different and so crossbred and so mixed and so strains and like the shit's white and it smells like peaches and you're going, that's not what weed was. But then that that's important that um, when you look at your experiences in your relatively short lifetime because for as long as you're going to live where you're at now is relatively short compared to your life expectancy yeah so what you've seen from the start to to now is the evolution of marijuana america definitely kicked off a global culture change for the west with the legalization of weed i think a lot of places will follow yeah and Fucking good because the the other thing that shits me is a lot of people in jail for weed. Yeah, that's not cool. Like that's like they're in there with murderers and rapists and people who brought in huge amounts of terrible drugs and these guys had some plant. Yeah. They had like a bag of plant. Yeah. And it doesn't unfortunately in America it can be dictated by the colour of your skin. No, Which there's, is a there's, a, there's a huge, huge issue there. That there's a horrible The percentage horrible of thing. people. Like America's one, not the land of the free, just because 3% of its population is incarcerated and that's the biggest percentage of any country on earth. But then of that 3%, it's like 75% of people are black. Yeah. Or it's something, it's a, I don't know the actual statistic, but it's fucking absurd. Yeah. And, that, and that's, a, that's the issue of... How are we going to like again? It's an education thing, and and I'm I'm not pulling apart the American system. No, but I think it's quite obvious that we know that um, there's racial issues right. when it comes to crime. Yeah, um, this in Australia we still have you know those issues aren't perfect either. Yeah, um, but on the, on the weed thing, the other the other thing that they they neglect to mention is the it, you're in, you're creating an entire industry. Yeah. And people need jobs. People always need jobs. And you're creating an entire in, like top to bottom from manufacture, distribution and sale. Yeah. An entire segment of industry that previously didn't exist. Who's the, one of the latest going into Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson's Everyone setting up Celebr- a farm. Celebrities love to endorse. Oh, he's setting up a farm to grow. Yeah. It makes a hundred percent of sense. Yeah. So there was a, some statistic about the projected 
income in the first, I don't know, it was like Colorado or whatever in America. Yeah, Colorado. And they went, okay, well, we, we, our projections say in the first year we'll make a billion dollars. Fuck. And they made it in the first quarter. <laughs> and, and a billion dollars, I don't know if a billion dollars is the number, but the, the estimated turnover of the, what would be made in the industry in a year happened in three months. So it's a very explosive industry. Yeah. And, it, you know, of course it is. They're like, you know those drugs you love? Yeah. Have them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that shit's like Christmas. Yeah. Like, and but you're, you're creating so many jobs. I feel, I feel like a good job to be associated with it would be working for the DEA. But you have to actually go out and test the potency of what they're saying is in each of the gummy bears. Only gummy bears. Well, there's, 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 there's. I wouldn't want to smoke it. America's now got regulations. Yeah. So something like 250 milligrams the legal limit now. Okay. Which makes no sense because you eat four. <laughs> like you're still consuming yeah, yeah. the same amount. Yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> but yeah, but America's still got some bullshit laws with with that. Like people hail them, but like there's still a lot of things to do with cash, and yeah. you haven't making a lot of money out of it. But I think, yeah, I think you just create an industry and fucking more people with jobs is just better for the economy. The economy's better and everyone's stoned and happy. Like, Yeah. It's like, ah, fucking, why, why is no one being violent? Because well, they're all high and got jobs. Just like they're all earning good money and then they're going home and getting stoned from some free weed that their job gave them. I'm just eating a pack of gum. I, I can't get my head around. Lollipops, man. Yeah. How good is that? Fucking brownies. Yeah. Imagine it in a summer roll. Imagine it in a picnic or a Kit Kat. I had I had it in a cupcake. Cupcake. It was and that and these girls finally got their shit together. Like they so they used to make a big cake. Yeah. And sit and eat the whole fucking lot of the cake and then be bloated and wouldn't want to do anything. And they got their shit together and went, No, 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 we need to make cupcakes. And they would make these tiny little I mean tiny little cupcakes. Yeah. And I ate half and I was well and truly fucked up. <laughs> just dead. Yeah, and it was the days like bring the mattress out into the lounge room, just chill out, have sex, watch movies. And uh, the literally the funniest part of it was like, oh, man, oh, I'm so wasted. Was it, was it half past three? Is it, is it half past three in the morning? Is that the time? No, no, no. It's only 9.30. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like it was just – it was a trip. How good would that be though? You come home and you just like have a lollipop – and then your dinner tastes amazing and then you watch like fucking neighbours and but the creativity, like you want to do some writing, you want to just fucking hook into it. Yeah. And then you go to sleep and sleep for eight hours like fucking angel and you wake up and you're like, that was illegal? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. My life's so shit. The, the issue that will happen with that is then the measure of, say for instance, you go to work, you get pulled over and they do a random drug test. Yeah. Do those THCs? No, the mouth thing's only active for. It's not a long period of time. Okay. Um, mouth swabs maybe eight to twelve hours, I think. Okay. So, and yeah, there is there is a bit of tweaking there where it may not be active in your in your system mentally, but it could be in your mouth. Yeah. But um, I don't think it's too bad. I think that's when you have to learn to suck dick to get off the charges. Well, the other thing is it doesn't show up in your mouth if you put it in your bum. Put the gummy bears in your bum. Even ecstasy. I know ecstasy you can. 
I reckon, I reckon, you know, a bit of weed in your bum. I don't know if that would work. I Why reckon not? the capsules would. The, I, I don't think you could put the gummy bear in your bum because you bummy bear. I don't think, I think if you got it. But you in, can't chew it It up. would have to be in a liquid or a powder or a. Yeah. It couldn't be in the plant matter. The capsules or. No, the lollipop would work. I reckon a lollipop could break down <laughs> in your bum. You just imagine just sitting on the lounge of a the, the <laughs> stalk of a lollipop, stick, stick sticking out, out of your, your bum. You just sort of laying there. <laughs> yum yum. And then yum, the dog yum, comes yum, along yum. and licks it. <laughs> All right, we need to wrap this up. Yeah. This has been interesting, seriously, dude. When it talks about this, because it is you're hundred percent correct. It is a growing culture. Yep. It is a growing industry, and when we finally get something and we catch up with the rest of the world, um. But we've got conservative government and we've got a lot of conservative politicians. Yeah, I think we've got issues to deal with now before we can deal with yeah. what's to come. But hopefully we catch up. Yeah. Maybe that's just what people like Gladys Berejiklian need. It's a big fucking Gato bong cone. She's very uptight. So yeah. I reckon theory, one, 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 one puff on, on, on the giggle bush and she'd just give it. Give her a lollipop that she doesn't even know about. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, just try this. Yeah, it's got cola flavours. Oh, yummy. yummy. Let yummy, me tell you, though, if Chupa Chups were to get involved and they were to combine hooch and Coca-Cola tasting Chupa Chups. Well, they've just, they've, yeah, commercial branding getting involved in them. Yeah. I um, It's interesting, just before we wrap up, they've brought out the first in America marijuana beer that's non-alcoholic. You just drink it, you get stoned. Fuck off. Yeah. That's pretty clever. Although, see, i got to tell you, after your uh, little excursion over to Tarrant Point and discovery of, um, what's it called? Pop Ale? Pop Ale by uh, Beard Man Brewery? <laughs> Beardy Man? Beard Angry Man? No. Beardy. Pop, I don't know. Pop Ale Pop by Ale. Beard. Hairy Beard? Hairy Man Brewery? Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds better. Let's check. Pop it. Ale by Hairy Man Brewery. We'll give Get a- on it, guys. Sponsor us. It fucking sponsor us. will be alcoholics in no time. Pop. So, so for people that don't know, Hairy Man Brewery, 100% correct. Um, Pop Ale is a beer that's crafted to taste like... Creaming soda. Exactly. And it 100% does. And it... It leaves a very beautiful creaming soda after tasting your mouth. Oh, it's fucking it's heaven. the cleverest thing. It's heaven. So after the invention of that. Where does it end? Pasito? Yeah, you've got to get passion fruit flavoured. Yeah, you can get that. Yeah. You get what? that. I think you get that. Actually, I'd be interested to see. It does exist in a form. Um, there's a company that sells cocktails on tap. Yeah. And they sell a passion fruit one that tastes like passiona. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've had it. It's fantastic. Hairy Man Brewery. Do you recommend their product? Absolutely, 100%. Yes, yeah, so I thought it was fantastic. Sponsor us. Give us free beer. We're going to do a shout-out. Shout-out to Hairy Man Brewery, Tarrant Point. They've got it. Okay, it's so a small brewery. It is, it's sort of you know run by a small team, so definitely if you get the chance, support them. Yeah, they got a fantastic support, support, fantastic support, support small business and, and they're yeah. it's a fantastic um product that you can trust and and enjoy. And get fucked up 
Well, you think you're drinking cream and soda. And it's worth it. And, you know, that money's not going to a big evil corporation. No. It's going to, you know, some guy. Named Hairy Man. Named Hairy Man. Any shout-outs? Round out? No. (laughs) No. Happy 420. Happy 420, which has already passed, but blaze it. Blaze it. Um, Yeah, don't get on the whole bandwagon about bashing 420 out there, but... Yeah, all that dude. it's even got a really weird origin story that does it. It's quite unfascinating. Okay, I think you can give an explanation <laughs> of that next time. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I just leave it out there. It's like it's really unfascinating. I'm not fucking telling you. <laughs> it's so I can't be fucked. It's so unfascinating, and it's so fucking early in the morning. It is. We're doing this late, and and uh, yeah, I'm gonna get up and go. It rocks. I'm gonna get up and drive in four and a half hours. And for anyone that's listened to our previous podcast, I said to Neil, have you rang your mum? Have you rang He has rang his mum. No, I texted him. And he's going to catch up with his mum and dad tomorrow. Told him I'd be there at like nine and that's in less than eight hours. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Again, check us out on all our uh, links, which will be in the show notes. And um, until next time, we haven't got it. We haven't got a pre-organised uh, topic of discussion. Um, People want to uh, send us an tweet idea. Tweet at us. Yeah, um, tweet us and let us know. Or we'll, otherwise we'll talk about something really boring. Yeah. Like cornflakes. Like the 420 backstory. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking shit. <laughs> All right, until next time. I'm going to bed. See you later. Bye. Roll another blunt. Yeah. Oh, La da 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 La da da La da 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 La da 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 La da 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 I was gonna clean my room Until I got high <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom But then I got high uh, My room is still messed up And I know why Why man Yeah I was gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. Uh, I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh, I'm taking it next semester and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, cause I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Uh, I was gonna go to court yeah. before I got high. <laughs> uh, Ooh. I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. They took my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, man? Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I wasn't gonna run from the cops, but I was high. I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. Uh. <laughs> now I'm a paraplegic, and I know why. Why, man? Yeah, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna make love to you, but then I got high. I'm serious. I was gonna eat your pussy too, but then I got high. 